ladies and gentlemen, jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. This edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. That's right, where it's a sultry 82 degrees. Now that we got the weather out of the way, right? Uh, I hope everyone had a great Independence Day holiday and understood. I hope everyone understood. Uh, what Independence Day is all about, of course, why we celebrate it, why we have, uh, why it's such an important holiday for, for Americans. You know, you watch these Andrew Dice, or, uh, Mark Dice, uh, Mark Dice videos interviewing people about Independence Day. Independence from Mexico, Independence from China, uh, Civil War. It's just, you know, and it really kind of, just really is is heart wrenching to see people not understand, or or really not, well, just not understand what they're celebrating. Aside from a day off work, right? That's what uh, that's what it is. Now we at the Hagman Studio had spent some days, and and I will say this: we've been uh, working extremely hard. Uh, folks, here, here's what we're doing: we have put together a staff of investigators. Behind the scenes covert investigators, um, and we are also working on, uh, people to, uh, report as well. But, uh, infiltration of groups such as, and I use these only as examples, uh, such as Antifa, such as Revcom, uh, groups uh, or investigators infiltrating groups, uh, uh, that are involved in pedophilia type activities. Um, Individuals in groups, in all, all, in Islamic groups. You've got this, uh, uh, this unholy alliance between the re- communist revolutionaries, communists in this country, uh, and this communist ideology, and of course ISIS and, and this Islamic ideology. And it's, it, I just want to say this real quick, uh, you cannot, and, and, and those people, there are those people out there, Evangelicals, uh, conservatives, who are attempting to negotiate to 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 to, um, to make nice with the uh, the the conservative evangelicals and the actual Islamists. This is not going to happen. Okay, they're either apostate Muslims or. Um, well, they would have to be apostate Muslims in order to have any kind of negotiation with them. The refugee resettlement task that we're seeing has nothing to do with assimilation. It's a takeover. It's an invasion. You all, you, you all know that. So anyway, to, to go back to my, my original statement, I'm going to kick it over to Joe. Very simply this. We are working very hard behind the scenes and we thank each and every one of you for your support of our broadcast. Our primary and as a matter of fact, 
of of uh, our ability to expand and to conduct operations and report back to you what we're seeing, and also to throw, you know, the old fly in the ointment, the monkey in the wrench, uh, uh, monkey wrench in the works. That is the only the only way we are able to do that is through your support. So we thank you for that, and even if you can't. Uh, support us financially. Then prayers, word of mouth. Uh, there's a, a man that uh, I had a conversation with not too long ago. Fifteen thousand, town of fifteen thousand. Uh, well, John Robertson. I'll just I'll just give use him as an example. The other day, met someone and uh, introduced himself. The situation called for an exchange of names and. The gentleman says, "Are you uh, you know do you, are you with the Hagman Report?" And John says, "Yeah, yeah." Are you the John Robertson of that? Oh, yeah, that's, that's who I am. And, uh, the guy says, oh, yeah, I listen to, uh, the show in my, uh, with my wife, uh, every night. So you know who you are. Uh, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your belief and your trust in us. Global Star Radio Network, thank you so very much. Todd works relentlessly. Uh, BTR as well. Uh, we're on there and, uh, thank the fine folks at BTR. Folks, portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by HelloFresh. You want a meal service that delivers? <clears throat> Let me tell you something. This has saved our butts and made, uh, I'm going to tell you, this has made the meals so much easier for, for us. HelloFresh is the leading meal delivery kit service on the planet. They've got a very special $30 offer. Oh, for the Hagman listeners. Folks, this is a couch to kitchen company. This is a, uh, uh, this is a, this is, this is a way to make cooking so much more fun. You can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. Essentially, they send you the ingredients, you cook the meal, and it takes about 30 minutes, and there you have, you gotta, you gotta fork the feel good, uh, plate it's a it's a wonderful company it's easy uh you can you can get different size boxes for example uh but and by the way it's less than ten dollars per meal you can't beat that even with a big stick folks go to hellofresh our promo code is hagman thirty hellofresh.com our promo code is hagman thirty that's three zero for thirty dollars off your first, uh, your, your first, uh, purchase. I'm going to tell you something. For, I'm sorry, for, uh, $30 off offer. I want to be clear. But the meals are less than $10 each. And, and this is, they're fantastic. So, HelloFresh.com, Hagman30. That's the promo code. More on that later. So, there's a lot of stuff going on. Joe, take it. Yeah, you were talking about the, uh, the, the communist ideology that we have in this country. Yes. And it is, um, you know, that, communist totalitarian system of government also socialism is a part of that um and fascism is a you know a cousin of communism but it is branded uh we hear the words you know the progressives today and those progressives and the progressive ideology is the same of the communist ideology which is something that uh you know a lot of people don't really understand but when you look at the goals of what these progressives are trying to do and how they are uh, changing society, how they are uh, trying to undermine our, our constitution and our laws, fits perfectly when you read what Marx wrote in the Communist Manifesto and other forms of communist governments uh, in the past that have uh, failed. So it's, um, you know, when we had the, the war on communism, uh, 
it would be interesting to see what kind of investigation, if, if they did that today, how that would yield, um, you know, basically all of the, the representatives, both in the, on the Republican and on the Democrat side. It's, uh, it's very tricky. They've changed the language. They've weaponized language against us. They've weaponized, uh, and always have weaponized, uh, mass communications, whether it be TV, radio. Yes. Uh, you know, they have. And, uh, these are the tactics that they use, and it's a small creep. I'm actually reading, um, from the 76th Congressional um, uh, Third Session, where it talks about how to, uh, the future of the international organization, where um, they're talking about a director here of uh, international law and peace, and they go on to say that in the past, uh, these controllers of the world have tried to consolidate the governments of the world into a world government before, and it's failed. And that's even in the Bible with, uh, you know, the Tower of Babel. Sure. And he goes on to say that the, um, that the new world order is on the horizon and believes that the nations are only willing to try an international, uh, global scale, uh, things that which have been tried in the past as long as it is an infinite series of little steps and not in any one big leap, however attractive that prospect may be. And that's due to uh, the history of them trying to accomplish this before and being stopped either by uh, divine intervention or by uh, other people. Well, I think right now we are in a fight. And when when you mention progressives, think communists. I, I don't think yeah. progress, progressives is, is yeah, again, pay attention to the words that, that are being used. Progressives, uh, the word progressive is a, a misnomer. It's it, They're, they're communists. Uh, socialism and communism. The meanings are blurred intentionally. Bernie Sanders, an avowed socialist. Hillary Clinton, communist. Their goals, if you look at their, their platforms, were not that much different. And some people say, well, socialism, uh, socialism, really socialism is communism without the weapon, uh, without the mass murder. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing there, but folks, you get the idea. And, and this is what we were up against the 2016 election but more importantly this is what we're still up against because number one uh very quickly number one you've got donald trump who is struggling for survival and i say that not to diminish his ability to survive i'm saying he's got vipers snakes asps all around him and the russian narrative and in that lie in the way that they're attacking him with that lie Really is the least of his problems when it comes to, uh, threats he faces That's against right. himself in the agenda. Forget the, I mean, the, the Russian narrative is essentially dead. And the Seth Rich, and all of, folks understand how all of this is, is intertwined. The Seth Rich homicide, uh, once you unravel that, you will see, or it will be shown, that there was no rushing hack of the DNC. And, and I'm, well, one thing that I'm doing right now, and I, uh, I, I'll just say this. This, this weekend, I was in contact with a federal agent and I just got a whole lot of information and I asked for a secondary source. I, I had that effective at eight o'clock this morning. My time, I got that secondary source. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm telling you. Uh, the initial source had given me 
a, just a slew of information as to the inner workings. As a matter of fact, it is very consistent with what Roger Stone had said on Infowars yesterday, I think it was. I, I, I didn't catch it live. I caught it on archive. It might even be today. I, I'm not even sure. I just I, I saw it a little bit ago. Uh, it involves organizations like uh, Tenio, uh, MMW, uh, the three-part series that Jerome Corsi did on InfoWars, Dr. Jerome Corsi, who is a good friend of the program, good friend of ours, uh, that he did with George Webb and Jason Goodman. And again, regardless of what you think of these people, it doesn't matter. You can, and you can even hate us. It's the information. Okay. Understand the information is, is key. All of these moving parts, there's a lot of moving parts right now that are acting against Donald Trump. And when I say, what I'm saying to you is we are, we're pulling at these threads unraveling this massive conspiracy and the globalists are being exposed and as we do this with that exposure they're becoming less effective but also more desperate and desperation and dangerous uh, go hand in hand so just keep that in mind more coming on this as the week progresses absolutely we um had a, a long weekend with the holiday weekend, and I hope everybody had a great uh, July 4th. Yesterday, I actually got to spend some time with my friends, um, and it was really nice to, to get the barbecue going and, and be around people just to have some fun and let loose. But as we all know, the news continues to, to go, even when we want to stop and take breaks for holidays. We had North Korea. Uh, this is one of the bigger stories of today. North Korea launching a missile, an ICBM missile that landed in the Sea of Japan, and I don't have the exact uh, mileage in front of me of how far it went. There were, there were actually two different, uh, two different reports. When that first, I mean, the moment it came out, the first time, the, there were, it, the numbers changed. Like, and I, folks, I'm not sure how many people saw that, but the numbers changed. It was like 600 miles and okay. 40 minutes, 40 minute flight time. Yep. It's 600 miles. And, but, but but here's the thing, it was an intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missile. But 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 people look, ICBMs. You don't need the the lights don't need to be turned out with an ICBM here in the United States. It can be done with a container ship offshore. It can be done by satellite, perhaps. Uh, an ICBM certainly just would ruin people's day in Seoul. I'm sure Japan, uh, for absolutely, and and perhaps uh, you know. Uh, Alaska, but I'm not, I'm not even sure that would get to that point. But understand this: uh, North Korea, uh, if if China doesn't do something about this and Japan doesn't do something about this, uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that McMaster, the neocon that he is turning out to be, will do something. Go ahead, sir. Well, yeah, you know what's interesting about this uh, missile strike, and as well as the uh, last North Korea strike is. The United, I believe the United States tried to deploy some kind of anti-missile uh, system that was to shoot down missiles that North Korea were testing, and it failed the first time. Now, I haven't, in any of the research I've done today, I have not seen any uh, talk about if that was the case again, if they tried to uh, 
uh, stop this this uh, missile launch, but with the, the technolo- technological advancements we have, or was this something that was t- that took the U.S. by surprise? And and the real question is, what is going to be the reaction to this latest uh, this latest blast? I believe Donald Trump tweeted that you know war is basically imminent, or we will go to war if this continues. And uh, this has a lot of people worried. Japan, as well as South Korea, are uh, upping their uh, their danger rating from North Korea. They have evacuation procedures and alerts that are um, being implemented and stepped up because they believe that this was not just an isolated thing, that this is something that North Korea, that they're getting ready for some kind of strike. Now, um, we've had a lot of guests on the show talking about North Korea and China and the influence China has over North Korea. The last thing we want to see is a conflict between the United States and North Korea because, as we know, it would turn into you know another proxy war. We have Russia and Iran and China versus the countries of NATO. And it's it's just um it's mind boggling to see this continuation uh of people forces pushing us to the brink of war and i do believe that china has a huge influence over north korea and the leader of north korea of course they do and i wonder how much of this north or uh, uh, proxy of china you know, it goes back to the central banks too we talked yes. about the seven countries that did not have a central bank before the year 2000 is iran syria uh sudan north korea and a few others well iran and uh, Syria had one implemented, and North Korea are, I think, two out of the three left without a central bank. And who are the most demonized nations in our media? Iran and North Korea. That's right. North Korea, we have at least some reason as to why that is. But with Iran, the the best they can do is say, you know, they're developing nuclear weapons or they're promoting terrorism. Um, uh, yeah, but exactly. I guess the question is now, what, if any, actions will be taken by the Trump administration? And uh, will this end up escalating into some kind of war, uh, you know, hot conflict? Or will it be, you know, sanctions and different things, which ultimately hurt the civilians of North Korea more than it would the government? But it should be uh, something that we all keep our eyes on, uh, because something like this could turn into World War III real fast uh, with the wrong decisions. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. We have to keep our eyes on this. There are a lot of things... Um, Hold on just one second. Radio silence there. All right. Um, thanks for that. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Um, one one thing that's in the news that's uh, knocked me off my uh, sorry sorry about that that knocked me off my yeah that was a knocked me off my game here. Um, as if I had a game, right? <laughs> One thing, another thing to, to pay very close attention to that that uh, that people need to understand is part and parcel to the larger pedogate scandal. Drudge is reporting; others have reported. Uh, Vatican insiders reported that uh, Vatican police have broken up oh, this yeah. uh, homosexual orgy at the home of the secretary to one of Pope Francis' key advisors. That's on HagmanReport.com. Yes, it is. Thank Vatican you. cops bust yep. drug-fueled gay orgy at a home of Cardinal uh, Cardinal's aide. Yes, and this was the Vatican police. They raided a drug-fueled gay sex party at an apartment of an aide to one of Pope Francis's 
key advisors, uh, according to this explosive new report. They also say that Pope Francis, the Holy Father, is enraged. Well, since the home inhabited by the Cardinal yeah. uh, be- uh, belongs to the Vatican's congregation for the doctrine of faith, the armed charges no, 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 tackling right. clerical sexual abuse. Th- this, okay. So that's like, uh, I mean, th- th- this enraged, no, no, th- th- there, there is, and in, as a matter of fact, this, I could tell you, Alex Jones Infowars had done a great piece on this, uh, today. Um, we're going to be, we're going to be reporting more on this because the, the information, how this came about to be busted is really the story. Not, because these have been going on for decades. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, the story is not the event, but how this came to be taken down in the manner it was taken down. And this is, now when, when people say, well, you know, I haven't seen anything happen, uh, this pet, uh, Pizzagate that's just nothing but, uh, 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 it's, 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 you know, BS. No, it's not. It may not be what you think it is, and certainly it's not what the mainstream media portrays it to be, but it is real as it's pedigate. This is part of it, and it's a big part of it. Russ Dizdar talked about this and talked about this very issue as well. All right, yeah. I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, folks, if you remember, we had Alan Riggs from Greenovative on, and he, uh, not only including the 15% off store-wide discount that he offers uh, with the code Hagman, he put together a, uh, a great contest, and the uh, winners we have, Right here, and we have Alan Riggs on with us. Alan, welcome back to the show. Hi there, good to be here. Well, it's great to have you. I know um, just before the show here, I, I put together the list of the winners, and I have not sent them to you, so we're all going to uh, learn who the winners are now. And, and uh, folks, if you hear your name, that I believe only um, one of the these four had their address in there, but I'll send a follow-up email asking for the contact info for these people to get over to you, uh, Mr. Riggs. We'll start. Uh, we'll start with the bronze package winner. Uh, the it's uh, uh, G Harris, a uh, Mrs. G Harris, and you will receive a Green Innovative G Mag barter pack. Now we have the silver winners. There are two silver winners, and it's a uh, K Bjork and P. Uh, Called this, P called this, and K Bjork. And then the gold winning package, uh, for the best essay is D LaRocca. And you will be receiving a super G Mag complete with the barter pack. And this is, uh, fantastic folks. Again, greenovative.com is, uh, an excellent source to get power on the go or when you don't have it. It's very convenient, very easy. And uh, from now until Sunday, July 9th, Alan Riggs will be uh, continuing his 15% store-wide discount. And you go to greenovative.com, enter the discount code HAGMAN, and you get 15% off your entire purchase. And we wanted to do that to just say thanks for everybody who made it so mission, and especially those who won. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's always a lot of enthusiasm and and. uh Participation when when contests like this are, are ongoing, and it was nice to to read uh, the different scenarios. And I know two of the winners had uh, scenarios where they were stuck in you know either something like the Hurricane Sandy in New York or uh, uh, another hurricane down south where they just moved and 
it ended up being a total disaster. But it's, uh, you know, reading those things, it's, it's very telling. It reminds you of, it might, at least for me, of situations where, you know, I could have been in a, a, a crisis situation like that without power when I needed it. And, uh, Green Innovative offers the products for you to be able to do that. So I will, um, send the email out to the winners and I'll get that contact information over to you as quickly as we can, Alan. That'll be great. And we'll get the packages right out to them. And let us say thanks again. I really appreciated uh, everybody who did uh, submit a write-up. And, you know, when a big disaster hits, it could be weeks before you get power back. So be thinking about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as uh, you said, it, it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, some nationwide disaster. We see we're getting into the hurricane season again. We had a couple of named storms. We, uh, we're we going to be talking with Steve Quayle about Yellowstone and about the uh, the reports that he says are hoaxes that uh, people are saying that, you know, Yellowstone's about to erupt. But there are a number of things that can happen, uh, you know, both locally and nationally, where you'll find yourself in a situation where you need power and you don't have any. This is the perfect solution for that. And you've done a great job, Alan, putting together a number of the packages and then, um, you know, making it very easy for people to use and understand. And it's something that everybody needs for their, for their go bag and their preparedness kits. It is, um, it's a must have. Thank you. It was a pleasure to do it. Well, thank you so much for uh, your generosity, not only for the contest, but for the, uh, the discount that I, I hope uh, many of our listeners take advantage of, folks. Take advantage Again, of that. 15% folks. discount store-wide. Yeah. yeah. Just use the promo code Hagman. And, uh, and for, for lucky winners, but take advantage of the, of the code. You're not going to find prices like this again. It's a quality product. It's, it's, it's the, it really is a quality product. All the products, uh, they're greenovative.com quality. Uh, please take advantage of, of, of that. Absolutely. Right. Again, Alan, thank you so much, folks. Greenovative.com is the website. And, Alan, we'll be talking with you soon. You have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right, folks. When we come back, we will be joined by Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. we got a number of things that we're going to get into, specifically the reporting that's going on uh, about Yellowstone. Diversion? Whether it's, you know, the earthquake reports or the, the possibility of, uh, you know, magna movements to uh, potential volcano eruption. We're going to get the real deal from Steve Quayle after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, readers of end times fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced, Blue Week Reviews boldly states, fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. to this edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report, uh, July 5th, 2017. Yes, the day after a major federal holiday, American Independence Day. How many people really know what it's about? Just ask Mark Dice, of course, you know, he asked the uh, people in uh, Santa Monica or thereabouts, and those people say, well, yeah, it's... Uh, he did a man on the street interview? Yeah, it's several. It. You know, it's sad. It's sad, but our audience is the smartest audience in the world. We have with us Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. Speaking of smart uh, audiences, um, People need to understand what's taking place with respect to uh, uh, earth changes. And, and, you know, you've heard this statement, that things things are not always as they appear. Well, Steve Quill is here to tell us exactly that. Things are not always as they appear, whether it's Yellowstone or other issues. You may think you know what's going on. You may look at data points and say, oh, yeah, I know. But you really don't. So take it from someone who does know, and that's Steve Quayle. And Steve, before I turn you loose, I just got to tell you, uh, do you mind if we talk in the morning? <laughs> <Up here? laughs> no, not at all. 
Okay. All right, brother. I haven't talked to you in a while, so I just I want to I want to get that in there. So after you get, after you have your first cup of tea or whatever, give me a call. All right, Steve Quail, stevequail.com. Welcome to the program, sir. Well, thank you, Doug. And first of all, I want to share with people that uh, uh, I've been, uh, let's deal with Yellowstone, and then don't let me get off without talking about the stories I'm posting on South America. I'm putting them into clue form on a reason, okay? The reason is you've heard you can, what, lead a horse to water, that, but you can't make them drink. What I'm trying to do is make people think so they can arrive at the destination where they need to drink in the truth of God's word and, and put it into perspective of Jesus' words that said if, the, if he didn't shorten the days there'd be no flesh left alive the stuff that we're talking about uh, you know in Yellowstone Park is earth shattering but earth shaking but the stuff that went on that we were privy to in South America on the True Legends Conference and uh, given probably uh, the world's most inside tour by the world's most famous uh, author archaeologist adventure Anselm P. Bromblet was unequal in the history of the world, Doug. So if you get emails and comments, what's Quail doing? Has he lost it? No, I haven't lost it. I know perfectly well what I'm doing, and I draw everyone's attention to... Yeah, and and, and uh, believe uh, it or not, it's my it's my attempt to uh, obviously follow in the footsteps of Jesus by not riddling anybody anything, but basically trying to give them, uh, you know, a, a realm of thinking that I believe cognitive dissonance has taken from the majority of uh, your listeners. So, and my I mean I, I encounter it every day. I'm sure you do too. But let's uh, make sure when we come back from the break, whenever we take it, that you get me uh, into that. But I want deal with Yellowstone Park first, okay? Because sure. it is a phenomenon that appears every summer about this time as the earthquakes in Yellowstone National Park increase, pretty much starting in May, June. The average amount of quakes in Yellowstone is one to 3,000 a year. We just had the uh, 4.8, which is one of the largest quakes in the last 34 years. The infamous Alaskan quake that made a 7 point, or triggered a 7.3 earthquake uh, basically creating Quake Lake, in which people on a campsite lost their lives. That was generated in Alaska. So what what is critical that people understand is this. I don't pretend to have all of the answers. I certainly don't know uh, uh, the degree of advanced physics that uh, Kaku and some of the others uh, are dealing in. But I can tell you this. I've got a history with Yellowstone that goes back 44 years. I also have been in a position to make friends with some of the most, I would say this, cutting-edge, avant-garde thinkers in the world concerning Yellowstone. It's 30 minutes from my house in a helicopter, and I have a friend that owns a helicopter service in Bozeman, so basically he'll take me there any time that we can fly. Obviously, it doesn't have instruments, so we can't fly at night. But should something happen, I have a commitment to the people. I'm not, it isn't my pet uh, project, Doug, that Yellowstone is not going to blow. You can bet your life if something like magma broke through in the Norris Basin, and Norris is the area in Yellowstone National Park, it's the geyser basin in which the magma is closest to the surface, you can bet your bottom dollar I would be the first to blow the whistle, okay? Because I'm tired of having to deal with people that tell me that I'm... arrogant, that I'm this, that, the other thing. I don't think anybody 
has outside of the park officials and, and their records taken more photographs of Yellowstone Park. Very few people have been there for 44 years. Years ago, I was one of the guys, the first, if you will, commercial photographers to integrate infrared, color infrared photography. You'd see it from NASA and some of the other scientific things where green looks red and they still use it to find ancient civilizations. But the point is, is that I make it a, a how do I say this? I'm in Peru, Doug, and I get, you know, I was able to get uh, emails there and I'm getting the Yellowstone's going to blow, you hypocrite, blah, blah, blah stuff. And it so infuriated me that I got on the phone, okay, and I said to my certain friend, I said, hi, it's me. And he said, I thought you were in Peru. I said, I am, but evidently uh, rear ends have a way of following me to Peru. And I'm not talking about the ones that are city on airplanes, you know, or mine. So the thing is, is that if you sense a little, uh, if you will, not hostility, but uh, almost a, a, a bewilderment at how people can recycle old news, put a new date on it, put it on YouTube, and everybody panics. Now, let me share this. You've, the, the estimates of the amount of geyser features, fumaroles, vents in Yellowstone is estimated at least half the world, if not 70% of the world's geyser vents and volcanic uh, springs, pools, fumaroles, mud pots. They're in Yellowstone Park, which from my uh, position is less than 50 air miles away from me. The area of Yellowstone, it's, you know, basically 44 square miles. I just spent two weeks ago, I'm saying this to put into perspective the lengths I'll go to, Doug, to basically try and show people that this is hype, it has nothing to do, it's an intentional, in my opinion, psyop, it's designed to keep people focused in Yellowstone, even the BBC years ago, during the days of the Banda Achi quake, and uh, Stan Dale and I were on, Stan was drawing everyone's attention to the fact that, look, something's happening in Indonesia based on White Island based on sea surface temperature anomalies. So the guy that called the Banda Aceh earthquake was Stan Dale. But during that time, he did a marvelous job. So during that time, the BBC, British Broadcasting uh, 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 Company, I call them the barf uh, busting, uh, well, I won't use the C word, but anyway, the, the idea is, is that they wanted to basically take away from the uh, immediacy, in my opinion, of Indonesia. Most people were caught off guard, including the big networks, but not Stan, and I, I don't even remember if that was on your show that we talked about that. When did you start your own radio broadcast? It may have been on mine, but anyway, it was on a it radio show. It was on yours. Show. It was yeah, on yours. Okay. Thank you. I, if, if it weren't for you and Hawk, I wouldn't know what year I said what. And I mean that as a compliment. The idea that Yellowstone is going to blow at any minute is based on, right now, recycled information that's false. For instance, the presence of helium-4, helium-3. Helium-3 is what the Chinese are talking about mining on the moon. There are nine isotopes of helium, nine. So when somebody says, oh, there's, there's record amounts of helium with the Earth changes taking place, that's absolutely true. But the point being is it doesn't indicate a supervolcano is going to erupt. Now, I posted on my website from an insider, which you know, and this guy's the real McCoy, badge-carrying, uh, you know, I can't say what I want to say, but he's capable of bashing certain appendages on people that think they have titanium ones, if he has to. But the point being is, is that 
They've been briefed on the immediacy of the coming quake on the West Coast, okay? And for anybody that hasn't seen that alert, I would encourage you to go and go to my website, stevequail.com. Now, why is a disinformation uh, campaign so focused on Yellowstone? Well, Doc, I've undertaken, and, the, and, and this is behind the scenes, I don't even think you know this, I've undertaken the most extensive aerial photography film that's ever been done in Yellowstone park, okay? And we're talking something that's 44 miles, so when you're back and forth with a shot over camera, those of you who are in the world of cinematography and you're using a red camera with the, you know, $40,000 Canon lens, a whole, the whole thing is worth 500000 uh, This isn't something I'm taking, uh, how do I say this, just for the kicks to go spend money, you know, that I have to borrow from the bank to do what I'm doing, which is... That, that, that's, that, uh, Steve, that, that's what I saw, right? Uh, I saw that assembly on, on the... Yes. Okay. Uh, so, putting this into perspective, I put my money, and I do put my 44 years of photography on the line, okay? If I went to my photo, uh, you know, just the ones I have on my computer, not talking, uh, you know, the stuff that's in files of uh, Kodachrome 2564 and infrared ectochrome, I've got, I think, 40,000, 44,000, somewhere around that photos, okay? And it's not all Yellowstone, of course, but the point is, I'd say this, half of it is, and so the idea that I somehow am cocky and I'm responding to some guy who basically, you know, he says, you're not the only one that knows about Yellowstone. I didn't say I was, but I'm the only one that's undertaken the massive project I'm undertaking. My goal, Doug, is to make it available to the world so they'll know everything there is to know about Yellowstone up until the moment an eruption happens. Now, let me say this. Anybody that understands bioengineering and the whole genetic engineering, CRISPR technology knows that if it weren't for a specific thermophile bacteria in Yellowstone's hot pool, the mushroom pool, that uh, you wouldn't have the advances being made so quickly in the world of genetic engineering. Everybody is using that new, uh, you know, polymerase chain reaction uh, 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 you say bacterium, and it's it's famous. It's famous worldwide, and most people don't even know the history. The value of Yellowstone, just an exobiotic interplanetary research, is in the trillions of dollars. That one single thermophile bacteria has already yielded billions of dollars, and and the people that have patented, they've been fighting in court, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and the National Park Service, rightly so, has. Uh, you know, a, a royalty agreement, uh, and it should, because Yellowstone is, in my opinion, the first wonder of the world. Now, I'm biased, okay? So, the project I've undertaken is both above surface, in the air, and underwater. Now, I don't need to fund the underwater research because Woods, Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution is already doing a multi-year study of the thermal vent that lies in Yellowstone Lake, okay? The thermal temperature, they put probes down in the bottom of the lake, and, you know, this isn't a super deep lake. You know, the deepest point is like 400 feet, 
and they're testing the temperature. I fly over that multiple times, Yellowstone Lake, in order to see if there's any ice melt whatsoever. The only ice melt you ever have is down around West Thumb and some of the other geyser basins that flow into the lake, but it's, you know, less than probably 100 feet, maybe 200 feet max. But where the vent is and where the, quote, super volcano would erupt from, it's as quiet as a mouse. I personally was in Yellowstone Park a number of years ago when they had 800 micro tremors in one day. I came back and said, look, it's not a big deal. I couldn't feel them. And to put this into perspective, it's the most monitored geologic area in the world. I want to say that again. Yellowstone is the most monitored geologic area in the world. So for those that think, you know, Russia, China will uh, send an atom bomb or a nuclear missile or pre-plant nuclear weapons there, you're crazy. The, the reason you're crazy is because the value of it so surpasses, it's relatively few people, especially in the winter, and so there's no strategic value to it other than this. It is the quintessential spoil of war. So, you know, the idea that, and I've seen this on the Internet, that the Russians are getting ready to blow it up, that China's getting ready to blow it up. China's going to blow up their own property. That's like dropping a bomb in Beijing, okay? Because, in essence, most people, and, and Snopes says it's not true, there's massive amounts of information that when Hillary Clinton gave, in essence, the rights to the national parks as collateral, collateral rights to the Chinese for buying all our debt. Do you remember that story, Doug? Oh, yeah, I do. Yep. So here's what I'm saying. Because of all the people that I know, and because of the graciousness, I believe, of the living God, there's real issues to focus on. But Yellowstone is so unique that uh, I would say right now I'm about a third of the way through the production of the uh, the series that is going to be put out. And for the record, National Geographic's never done it. The History Channel's never done it. They're interested in bison, wolves, elk. They're interested in everything like that, the wildlife, the history. Uh, and then those who are interested in, in Yellowstone's going to blow at any minute, you know, seem to be the Defense Department and the Department of Propaganda. Now, I want to make it clear. I believe that the whole focus on Yellowstone National Park is based on, if you will, watching the magician's emblem, well, the right hand or left hand that isn't making the, um, not emblem, but the, uh, what's that deal hypnotists use, uh, the little pendulum, the swinging pendulum. pendulum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, everybody's eyes are on Yellowstone. The real story is what's happening up and down the West Coast. The real story, what's happening in Indonesia. The real story is what's happening on the Ring of Fire. And so the thing that I'm trying to tell everyone is this. Very soon, by the grace of God, as you know, uh, and, and trust me, persuading banks that, uh, <laughs> that uh, you know, there's a huge, huge interest in Yellowstone is an understatement. But anyway, uh, fortunately, I got some pretty, you know, cool bankers and stuff. And obviously, I got to pay them back. So when we're out filming for two days and filming, and when I say this, it's not we filmed every square inch of the park. That's not true. We filmed every active geothermal known area. We flew the back areas, and we're using stabilized cameras. So many times we're flying at 100-plus knots, okay, uh, and we're not hovering, and we have to, uh, you know, be at the specific levels that are governed by the park's rules, and obviously, and with these cameras, Doug, they're so stable and so uh, sharp that 
the sensors are so sophisticated and the lenses are so uh, amazing that you can literally spot, and we did, got some great pictures of goats, uh, mountain sheep, uh, you know, elk, and you're, you're able from multiple thousands of feet to see the hair on their back, you know? And, and the idea is, is that this is the, it's so, it's such a sophisticated system that basically the military and their defense intelligence satellites and stuff, I mean, you know, they got us beat. But what I'm saying is with that level of sophistication and that coverage and, and the guy that was running the camera, I was a DP, the director of photography, but the camera operator is one of the most famous guys in the world who just happens to live in Bozeman. Now, how cool is God, okay? Absolutely. He's one of the, yep. Yeah, so, it's... So, it's uh, Steve, ahead, let me interrupt you. I, 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 we have, uh, we've been getting a whole bunch of questions in advance of tonight. Joe, uh, real quick, uh, some yeah, like 800 va- volcanoes or something or 800 yeah, eruptions? There was, a, there was a, a few headlines last week in the news that said in a period of two weeks, Yellowstone uh, saw 878 earthquakes. Uh, in a period of two tremors, weeks. Or whatever. Now, the article also says that it's not an indicator of any type of potential eruption, but they did note, they say that the, uh, average is between 1,000 and 2,000 earthquakes a year. And then to have almost 1,000 in two weeks, they said it was, uh, is, is high. That, yeah, is that indicative of anything, Steve? Well, I, like I said, Doug, a couple of years ago, they had 800 in one day, and I was there that day, you know. So, so okay, these so, are micro tremors. So here's the thing: right. when you've got magma moving, you know, you've got electrical fields being generated, and that obviously is going to indicate on the different. Uh, so, but what, what? How do I say this? That's that's not only irrelevant. Here's the thing: uh, Susan Duclo did a great article for me, and you know, people always give me crap about all news pipeline. Okay, I got to tell you something in their defense that. They're some of the best research articles out there, and they don't just rehash headlines. They go to it. So so I'm saying this. I put out an article, and I told Susan I would repost it because it's that critical. There are things that you would look for before any super volcano were even to begin to go on the radar. Number one, magma, which is the closest to the surface in Yellowstone Park is the Norris Geyser Basin. Uh, several years ago, they closed some of the walkways that literally wooden walkways that run a uh, walker. You actually they walk you around these geothermal features to keep you from obviously getting hurt. And they closed part of that. They also closed. It was either last year or the year before that. The Mammoth Hot Springs uh, walk up in what's called the Upper Geyser Walk. Now I go there just about every time I hit the Yellowstone because it's faster for me to go from Bozeman through Livingston down to the Gardner entrance than it is to go to the West Yellowstone and fight all the traffic. By the way, guess guess who's represented by the millions now in Yellowstone as tourists? Chinese. They're um they're all over the place. I know well, in, in Canada, and, Toronto. And, and, uh, and so many other places here, like Vegas, I've seen reports too. Um, they're just about but, every big. But city. the fascinating thing is, Joe, is that you know some of them made it known, and they've said it outright. We own this now. So, you know, when the average Chinese citizen knows that, maybe the American citizens had better wake up. By the way, it's also United, the, uh, you know, you, most people need to know this, but it's also a United Nations bio 
what is it, bio uh, preserve, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Gee. Oh, interesting. <laughs> New world order, you know? So so here's the thing. Yeah, I'm sarcastic. I'm really sarcastic, okay? And the reason I'm trying to make people understand this tonight, and we'll go on to the other subject at the first break, and I'll answer any questions. I mean, we'll stick with this as, as much as we, uh, you know, uh, people have questions. But look, they're, they're the largest assemblage of incredibly wealthy people in the world have homes at what's called the Yellowstone Club. And Stephen Sanford did a great job in researching that, okay? So right now, when you've got the captains, I mean, it's Gates, it's, it's Eric Schmidt, it's the head of Goldman Sachs, it's a who's who in the world, okay? These aren't like second-tier millionaires. These are first-tier billionaires slash trillionaires. And somebody says, there are no such thing as trillionaires. You only know the financial information that's put out there. You don't know what really exists. Uh, there are a lot of people breaking ranks, Doug, from all over the world that listen to your show. And God bless everyone outside the United States who's listening to Hagman and Hagman tonight. Because, again, there are areas of volcanic unrest. There are areas, uh, if you're watching all the earthquakes in California, that's troubling. If you understand what's going off with the uh, underwater, what are called seamount volcanoes, uh, up off of the Oregon-Washington coast, those are troubling. What's going on on Balogsoff Island in the Aleutians, those are troubling. What's coming alive in Costa Rica, Trialba, and I probably pronounced that wrong, but everything that's coming alive is coming alive on the Ring of Fire. Now, will there be harmonic tremors in Alaska that will initiate a sympathetic response in Montana? Absolutely. The great quake that happened, you know, that created the Hebgen Lake Dam and the Quake Lake, that happened because of the Alaskan 7.3 earthquake. But what is critical is, is that the stories of helium leaking are four years old. The stories of Kaku, you know, Mishu Kaku saying it's, it could go off super volcano. Yeah, but right now people better be worried about ICBMs because North Korea just achieved it. And because they launched it vertically and didn't launch it in a horizontal arc, this is information just came in to me moments ago, they were able to prevent a massive counterattack. In other words, Doug, they send it in a vertical ascent versus a, you know, an arc like a launch for an ICBM. And whoever told them to do that is very, very smart. And my guess is they're having uh, a lot of help because when you can uh, take a country like that and they can produce MIRV warheads, which are independently targetable reentry vehicles, the RV, in essence, they've achieved what they've been warning about. It's just the dumbasses, and I'm sorry, it's a biblical term, the dumbasses in the mainstream press that have nothing to do but lie to the American people and keep the truth and the nature of this all hidden don't get it. So, you know, you're hearing that for the first time, and i got to tell you something. I catch a lot of flack from linking to Hal Turner, and Hal has, I, I'll make this statement, I know he's got a past, but I also know that he's still got contacts, and if he's got a good story, I'm going to say this publicly, I'm going to link to it. If I can verify it, and he did a marvelous job breaking that story late last night or the night before, and, you know, again, listen to the message, people. Look at the evidence. Forget it. If you 
hate Steve Quayle. Forget if you hate Doug Hagman. If you love you him, go. thank you. But, you know, listen to the message. So, Doug, anyway, if you want to ask questions about Yellowstone, I want to answer the questions about Yellowstone because I would say this. Again, I'm in an unusual geographic position to answer them. I'm in a historic uh, uh, relationship with a lot of people that know what's going on there on a moment's notice. That's not. That's nothing. Only God, and I want to say this, if God told me to warn his people, and if I'd be faithful, here's my, if you will, prime directive, and take it up with him if you're mad. Take it up with him if you hate my guts. But at least listen to the information, okay? And I can That's tell you exactly this, right. the... Uh, the, the, the carnal man in me just starts wanting to lash out, okay? And so I'm saying, God, tone me down, help me to get the information out, but please help your people to awake because it's so late in the game. So I'll take any questions you want. Yeah, and Steve, we can do that after the top of the hour. We got about 60 seconds at the top of the hour. Um, but, but, but yes, and folks, I just want to say this before I kick it over to Joe. Um, I, I, I've seen, I've seen the mechanism, the camera that uh, Steve was talking about. And let me tell you something: he's not lying. He's not overstating it. I, I, man, I'll tell you what. Um, it's uh, military grade, in my view, anyway. NSA kind of stuff. It, it's it, so he, Steve Quill does know what he's talking about. Joe, I'm going to kick over to you to take us out for the network break. Yeah, and folks, if you do have a, a question uh, for Steve, uh, we can we'll take a few email questions. Uh, so send your email questions to studio at hagmanandhagman.com, and we'll uh, throw as many of those in there as we can. Stevequill.com is the website. Steve is our guest. He's going to be with us uh, through the next hour, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a thing, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, and that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke 
topless, fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas for fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an MOK. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com, PreciousTimberProfits.com. edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. He is our guest for the next two segments. As a matter of fact, it's going to be one segment. Uh, I want to thank uh, Global Star Radio Network for allowing us to drop the bottom of the hour network break because what Steve's got is important. Continuity of thought is important. So uh, thank you for that. stevequayle.com. That's the website also. Uh, folks, Gen 6 conferences. If you go to stevequail.com, click on the link to Gen 6 conferences. Don't forget Branson, Missouri, September 15th through 17th. That's coming up. Uh, Steve Quail, Tom Horn, L.A. Marzulli, Anselm Rombla, Tim Albrino, Michael Lake, Dr. Lake, uh, Derek Gilbert, Pastor David Langford, and Henry Groover will be there. What is it? Yeah, oh man, first time in history, and it's selling out fast, so make your reservations right away, register right away. Uh, so go to Gen 6 uh, conferences there via stevequail.com. Before we get to Steve, let me tell you something, folks. Uh, in this fast paced world, it's difficult sometimes to shop and to eat well. You're either at the fast food places or you're rushing around trying to shop in a grocery store. I've got a solution for you. HelloFresh, HelloFresh.com. That is the leading meal delivery kit service. I'm going to tell you something. Um, they make cooking so much fun. They focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. They think of themselves basically as a farm-to-box or a couch-to-kitchen company. The bottom line is this. They do everything but the dishes for you. All right? The way it works is this. Um, HelloFresh currently offers customers a classic box, a veggie box, family box. Customers can order three, four, or five different meals per week designed for either two or four people. New recipes are created every week. They do all the planning. They do the measurements. They do the sourcing of the freshest of the fresh products. In just six easy-to-master steps, they get you chopping, zesting, cooking like a natural. Because most of their most of their recipes, it takes about 30 minutes to 
they take about 30 minutes to, to cook. And I'll tell you something. My wife and I do it together. We love it. And uh, they're constantly experimenting in the kitchen to let fresh natural ingredients shine. They offer changing menus, classic ingredients in a new light, and easy-to-follow recipes to help you avoid that uh, food coma. You know, that food coma that you feel afterwards. Well, And the variety is oh, fantastic. Man, the balance of absolutely. You know, the meat and vegetables. It's yep. a perfect meal. It is. And and now we they're offering something special. For less than $10 a meal, folks, less than $10 a meal, but even better than that. All right. And we we just, in fact, over the holiday weekend, we had HelloFresh. Uh, and the, the meals that we had, oh, were so good. Uh, go, go to HelloFresh.com and check out their menus. But here's the offer just for listeners of this program. By the way, the convenience unsurpassed. This is my wife loves it. I love it. We, we don't even have to get get off the couch essentially, except just to just cook the meals and, like I said, do the dishes. And they could do that if they could. Um, but here's the deal: go to HelloFresh.com, enter the code Hagman thirty. That's Hagman three zero for thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. Visit the HelloFresh.com. Enter the promo code Hagman30. Folks, help, help, hey, support our sponsors. Support this program. Go to HelloFresh.com. Less than $10 a meal. You know, they deliver food to you in a recyclable insulated box for free. Uh, they, they employ two, uh, full-time registered dietitians on staff. They've got it going, man. It's the leading meal kit delivery service on the planet they got it going we love them and uh it's it's fabulous hellofresh.com for a special hagman 30 that's 30 dollars off your first week of meals steve quail from stevequail.com and uh so glad he's with us tonight. yeah and we're, we've been uh talking about yellowstone and the stories uh that people are reporting that there is a an increased uh possibility of an eruption of of the yellowstone volcano and Steve, we have already have a number of email questions. So anytime you want me to to ask you one, or or we go through them, just let me know. Okay, well we'll do it. But I want to explain something that happened, Doug, because it's due to you know the reach of the Hagman and Hagman report. We've now opened up Branson for our worldwide request to live streaming. Uh, obviously, they got to pay to register, but they can uh, uh, listen to it any time of the day, any time of the night. It will be recorded and streamed in real time. Uh, we're about 85% full now, uh, and we only have 3,000 seats. But we've gotten so many requests, and, and, and obviously there would be DVDs available, but you can go on the, my website, stevequail.com, and right in the middle, right over the hot headlines, will be a link that will take you to register. And uh, what was interesting, when we went to Peru and we took our, our conference attendees, we had, I think, four different countries represented. I know for a fact we did, from Egypt, uh, Great Britain, Australia, South Africa, and uh, Russia. So the thing that was fascinating is, is that uh, I, I, I 
saw the wisdom of God because each one of those people, and I won't name names, but I mean, you know, uh, and, and I would never do that, but each one of those people are taking something back. And these aren't the, you know, quote unquote, these are people that have influence. Uh, some of the names, are, you know, you could go, you can basically go on the internet and, uh, you know, do a search on them, but I won't, I won't even say anything about that. But what was interesting to me, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And we watched the cover-up in real time in Cusco at the Coricancha, the, the, the convent of Santo Domingo, when we were told that the former prior, Father Gamara, was not there. And we got into some trouble because Anselm wanted to show us the area where they had uh, found the stairway leading down into the Shinkana, the underground tunnel system, which is, you're going to hear a lot about. You're going to hear some of the biggest revelations, and I believe this is not an empty statement. You're going to see, and those of you that are going to stream it or get it on video or be there in person, you're going to have some of the biggest revelations in the history of the world that have ever been given. That's not an empty promise. It's not basically, uh, you know, bait and switch. It's going to be so mind-blowing because, listen, I've been at this a long time, Doug. Maybe some people say too, too long. But I'm telling you point blank, I have my mind blown over and over and over. And I, I'm grateful that I got to go. But even even now, I want to say this one more time, then we'll go to the questions on Yellowstone. Please, if you cannot make Branson in person, please live stream it and, and get in line to live stream it, meaning you just sign up and then obviously when it goes live, you get your code and you can go on and watch it, listen to it in real time. Uh, it's, you know, the, the production is going to be A-plus quality. We're in one of the finest venues in the United States for acoustics and everything else, lighting, etc. So the fact that one of the world's most famous explorers from Spain who spent his life in South America and you've got all of the uh, authors there and original researchers from obviously, you know, Tom Horn, uh, L.A. Marzulli, Anselm P. Rambla, Tim Alvarino was so uh, on point with his uh, tracking of Anselm. I don't believe there's anybody else that, and we watched two guys try and failed, and Tim stepped in and pretty much saved the day. Those of you who are uh, listening to Anselm and watching the presentation know what I'm talking about. There's nobody else who knew the background better than Tim. Now, if it sounds like I'm bragging, I'm not. I'm giving him to who credit belongs and credit is due. We talked today. We did Sheila Zelinsky's show today, earlier on the day. It's pre-recorded. But the point is, is that this could not have been orchestrated by man. It was physically impossible. We're told that Father Gamara isn't even in the city, and there he is standing in the courtyard of the Cora Concha. We got him on film, and, and obviously he and Anselm embrace. And for everybody, do you understand, Doug? The official position is the, the Shinkana, the tunnel systems, don't uh, exist. Do you follow me? Yeah, yeah. There is no such thing. And here you've got it on film. Only God could have uh, arranged that. Meanwhile, the, uh, the multi thousand dollar suit guys with the earpieces and the intelligence so you know is doing everything they can to basically get us out of that place so there is a there is a, a marvelous uh history unfolding and i want to share something you mark my words peru is in the news every time we talk about it we come on hagman show ladies and gentlemen it was the true with antarctica the book uh empire beneath the ice it was true on genetic armageddon 
Madden, which turned into Xenogenesis. It was true on Genesis 6 Giants. All the years, what God is doing, and I, I give him the praise for this, he's giving it to you, his people, if you will embrace it and take it to prayer before the world comes along to spin it in their direction. And I can tell you this, please consider uh, uh, live streaming the conference. There will never be another one. I've already asked to be at another one. Guess what my answer was? Nope. Mm. You know, I, I've, I've got to be about my father's business. This one was brought together by the Lord. And uh, when I say that, not that others aren't, I'm not comparing it to anything, but from start to finish, from prehistory, the history of the angelic civilization on, work, on, on the earth that led to all the legends, myths, blah, 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 that was wiped out due to their sin and the fallen angels. Then God recreates, and people, see, they want to fight over stuff, but they can't explain the stuff that's coming forth. That's why Jesus said, be not to see. So people say, why is this important? Why don't you just preach salvation? For 25 years, I have preached and will never cease to stop preaching the salvation that comes only through faith in Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb. And so, you know, the point that I'm making is the people like our, that are out there worldwide that listen to you, Doug. I mean, these are people that organized religion basically has turned off, but they're finding a new relationship with Jesus Christ. They're finding God's Word has the, Bi and the Bible has answers, and they're seeing the counter, how the whole alien deception is unfolding in real time. So, you know, when I hear, thank you for making it easy for me to come back to Jesus from a backslider, of which I am the chiefest, okay, and have been. I'm not now, thank the Lord, and I pray I don't again, but I did. And But what I'm saying, when I hear that, I know this. The time of God sending his angels in the highways and byways is here. And when people in the outback in Australia or out in the middle of, uh, you know, the Amazon are hearing our show, and, and I don't even know how they get it when he's saying our show, the shows that we do with you or you do alone, uh, you know, that tells me God's doing it. How else can it be accounted for? So now it's let's the take way. the questions. Yeah, yeah, and thank you for mentioning that because that is the only way, folks. And you're right, Steve. Uh, just on on Blog Talk Radio, on the stats page where they do the analytics, there's a map of the world and it shows you how many countries uh, have listened to this show. And I'd say it's over ninety percent of the countries. Yeah. There's only a few in Africa that have not heard the show. So it's amazing, right. you know, the reach, the international reach that we have. Uh, and we'll get right into the questions. The first question I'm going to ask you, Steve, uh, you mentioned Peru. Last week I saw a video, um, and I'm not sure who it was from, but it, the claim was that they found some kind of mummified alien. Right, the three-fingered alien. And That's right. I, I, yep. Yeah, I'm holding yep. uh, comments and reservations because here's what's going to happen, Doug, and this is something that everybody's got to be aware of. With the true information that's breaking, okay, there's going to be false mockumentaries to try and under undercut those of us who are out there doing real research, okay? So that was in the news. So here's the point, Joe. Whether it's real or fake, the idea that the Peruvian, if you will, uh, naval of the world now is predominant. I don't know if you saw it, but they just recreated on the London Daily Mail, I posted on my website, a queen, a 1,700-year-old queen from Peru. You know, they had her mummy. The reason everybody uh, mummified their dead is because their fallen angel progenitors told them that they would be recut.
reconstituted in essence, they'd be brought back from the dead and the spirits, okay, the spirits that once inhabited them will inhabit them again. So I don't know if that is true. They do have x-rays. I, I haven't had time because like I said, I was down there when that news was breaking. But what, whether it is or not is, is, how do I say this, yet to be determined. But notice where it came from. Notice where they're linking it to. Notice where they're claiming it came from. Peru. Peru, exactly. And you said a word there. Did you use that deliberately, mockumentaries? Yes, I did. Uh, okay, all right. I thought that was pretty cool. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Doug, uh, okay. for appreciating my word. <laughs> mockumentary, I like that. Steve, uh, this, this question is from uh, Elaine, and she says, how can the government offer Yellowstone Park as collateral? I understand that this is illegal. Oh, well, wow. first of all, you've got to understand the United Nations, okay, and the treaty. It's not illegal. Forgive me. In, in, in Lane, in all of our minds, it's not only illegal, it's treasonous. But that's the only way the Chinese would buy our debt uh, to have collateral. And I believe that uh, uh, Stephen Samford, Stephen, you're listening to this, please send me an email and I'll post it immediately uh, on the uh, story. I know I probably posted earlier, but Elaine, everything, and remember this, Henry Kissinger's favorite statement, the illegal we do immediately, the unconstitutional takes a while, or that's a derivation of it. You can say, how can they do it? How can they do it? How can they do it? They do it. And Doug, that's I, that's, that's, that's the only right. answer I have for and, and, and Yeah, exactly right. It's uh, because they can. And yep. how can they do it? They just do it. So, all right. Anything else? Okay. Now, we have a question. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. We have a question from a Connie, uh, repercussions of supervolcano. Uh, Steve, what is your view of the repercussions for the rest of the world after a supervolcano eruption in Yellowstone? Well, first of all, it's already postulated what that will be, but I think the better question, Connie, is to what degree are the massive simultaneous eruptions of volcanoes around the world affecting the jet stream, affecting the reflectivity of uh, the earth? In other words, what's it doing to the growing season? You can look at the earth without summer every day on major uh, news sources, and I know Mike Adams, a uh, natural News uh, is doing a great job in covering this, but the food is disappearing. The animals are disappearing. The insects are disappearing. When you change the climate uh, by so few degrees, and I'm not talking by man-made, I'm talking about volcanoes. You know, Doug, this is something that people don't understand. When the sulfur dioxide mixes with water, it forms H2SO4. H2SO4, everybody's basic chemistry should tell them, is sulfuric acid. The pH in the ocean is changing. Add in plutonium and you have the ultimate cocktail. I'm telling you this. Everybody doesn't have to worry about a super volcano affecting the world. What they need to worry about is a massive volcanoes going off right now and then asking the question, to what degree does weather modification and all the uh, bouncing around of reverberating signals off the ionosphere, uh, ha what are they uh, doing to the tectonic plates? What is weather doing? where obviously God created everything in a, in a beautiful balance. Now what happens when you've got massive rainstorms in some areas that are lubricating the plates? You've got volcanism going off and, 
affecting uh, the specific upper uh, latitudes. So here's the thing. You can look at climate and history, and, and I'm not a climate denier. Somebody says, do you believe man is behind climate change? I said, absolutely. Weather manipulation, uh, geoengineering, Dane Wigington, chemtrail planet, exotic chemtrails. There's some sites out there that documented every single day. And so do I believe it? It's not because cows belch. It's not because politicians fart every time they open their mouth. It's because of the cause and effect of men making war on the environment. And people who are Christians had better suck this one up. God says he will destroy those who destroy the earth. What kind of a loving God would say that? The one who created to be beautiful and who is at war with those who seek to destroy it. So that's my answer on that. The last thing is a super volcano. The question that needs to be asked, Doug, I, you and I have operated on the principle of this. People that we interview, you as an investigator, me as a researcher, it's not what they volunteer, but they will answer a question if you ask it in the right way. Is that not a correct uh, investigative procedure? Absolutely. And sometimes if you ask, yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Absolutely. Okay. If you ask it in the proper fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that's not a dismissal answer. That's the real answer to a question. You know, it, it, it's, it's, can I say this again? I, I'm hoping, I, and tell me, Joe and Doug, am I communicating effectively? Because you're talking about massive volcanoes, some of the biggest volcanoes in the world. Obviously, look to the west of the Kamchatka Peninsula, and, and they're having huge eruptions. Look to even uh, the Hawaiian Islands. Look to Indonesia. Look to South America, look to Latin America. It should come as a real surprise that there are so many volcanoes coming active at once. I remember, and Hawk told me, you know, I talked to Hawk, and I, I got to call Hawk to find out when I said stuff or get reminded from you, you know. <laughs> the bottom line is, is that one of the very first things, now listen, I'm giving God the glory for this. I couldn't have known this. Actually, probably at the time I said it, that probably wasn't, you know, the thing I was worried about at the time. But I did state, in one, and I was on KHNC in Johnstown, Colorado. Maybe Randy Arborough and others who listen to me there heard me say it. But I said, I, I said, you'll know we're in the very end times, in the beginning of the tribulation, when all the volcanoes of major importance go off at the same time. I think I said all the major volcanoes go off at the same time. Now, I didn't talk about super volcanoes, and for the record, there have been no super volcanoes going off in our history. We had Mount Pinatubo, and we had, uh, oh, good night, Mount St. Helens. We've had some major volcanic eruptions. And for the record, in order for a volcano to erupt, there are long-period episodic quakes. And long-period doesn't mean in two weeks or one week you had 800 40. You have to have harmonic tremors. A guy by the name of Bernard Chouet, C-H-O-U-E-T, for the U.S. Geological Service, uh, basically uh, could give a heads up on Pinatubo, excuse me, in the Philippines, because he identified harmonic tremors as being precedent to volcanic activity. I'll tell you what's going to blow everybody's mind is when Cascadia, in other words, uh, the Cascade region from uh, Mount St. Helens, uh, obviously uh, Rainier, which is now picking up a lot of tectonic activity, uh, and all the way down to Shasta uh, start to go active and start to cause people to, let's just say this, maybe consider uh, moving off the west coast but unfortunately most won't 
Yeah, the cognitive dissonance, of course, it can't happen here. It's not going to happen here. I, I got all. We got all that. We got yeah. a, a, Go ahead. a question uh, from Javier, uh, Steve. Why won't they build thermal thermal power plants in Yellowstone? Because they're worried. That's a good question. By the way, they, the U.S. won't. The Chinese have already got plans for it. Without going into detail, you know, uh, how did I get in a lot of trouble? Let's just say this. That is a plan to do for the Chinese, but the reason that it won't be done in Yellowstone under our, at least, uh, uh, cover ownership is because it would interrupt the hydrology and all of the features of the park. In other words, the park's features, especially the thermophile bacteria, are more of an asset than the power, because what is the hottest subject in the world right now, pun intended, is not thermal, uh, it's not basically volcanoes, it's the thermophile bacteria that exist, and also they're tying in with Mars. Let me share this, you cannot go to any place on the Earth beyond Yellowstone Park, you can go to Iceland and some of the places, you know, other places that have geothermal hot springs. But Yellowstone is like, if you will, a microcosm of the universe. So everybody who believes, and I don't, in evolution is going there to see what type of life could exist. You're going to see it in the Martian play out. Doug, you remember it was on your show. I said, after Antarctica, I said, now you watch. The headlines will fill with news about Mars. You remember that? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, we should pull that uh, broadcast back out and put it in rotation because, yeah, that was fascinating. And it's happening. Yep, that, that's what's happening. And now, you know, again, when when Tim and I were on, Timothy Alvarino talking about it, what we're going to reveal, let me share this. You know me. I want to give the bottom line at the beginning and work backwards. I can on this because I've got to honor. But I will say something. One of the oldest prophecies that predates the Inca about the condor and the eagle is being fulfilled. I will not tell anybody what it is prior to that unless you get it. And then I'll, I'll tell you, you see God on it because it's not some obscure South American Incan blood-sacrificing, human-eating, flesh-eating, uh, murderous, you know, creatures inheriting those habits from fallen angels. It's way more than that because the secrets of the Andes, please, follow my clues. They're on my front page. The latest two stories I put up on Machu Picchu. Go to the photo of the day. I'm giving you clues. I'm making you follow, not the yellow brick road, not a rabbit hole, but I'm going to allow you to lead, uh, how do I say this, not allow, I'm going to help you to come to the most marvelous and startling revelation of how this is going to tie into the greatest deception in the history of mankind. And I think I'm getting, uh, the, the way you've written those up, I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm getting it. And uh, it's, it's a tremendous uh, uh, maneuver. It's, yeah, it's, it's not even a maneuver. I felt in my spirit, okay? And someone says, yeah, yeah, God doesn't talk to people. Yes, he does. My sheep hear my voice and the voice of another. Will they not obey? That's the word of God. The problem with people who are claimants to Christianity, they don't believe God said what he means and means what he says. Isn't <laughs> that right? Boy, we see that happen all the time. All right. Uh, I think we, we can do a couple more here and you can move on. Uh, Joe, if you got another one, right handy, right handy? Uh, yeah. Uh, there, well, there's, uh, this one, it's about North Korea and the ICBM. Uh, I don't know how, uh, yes, yeah, Steve, do you, you want to weigh in on that? Yeah, I want to, I want to deal with that and whoever is sending that, I want to share this. Uh, again, kudos to Hal Turner. 
I bounce stuff off that he writes. Before I put up a story of his, I get independent verification. By the way, he's a very bright man. I've talked to him on the phone. He was up front with me. He said I was an FBI informer. I developed a lot of different relationships. So he's not trying to hide his past, okay? And again, I find him to be... Now listen, this is not an endorsement of his former behavior. It's not an endorsement of who he may or may not be working for. But I'll tell you one thing. I find him to be a, 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 a very bright man. Now, saying that... I'm aware that I have to trust no one at this point in my life. I can only look for verification, and I, I, will, I will do my best to vet everything. And I told Hal this on the phone, and he said, Steve, I know how much hell you get whenever you, these were his words, uh, you get when you link to my stuff. I said, Hal, when you got good stuff and you lead the pack and I can verify it, I'm going to put it up there. And if people don't like it, tough. You know, they can go, you know, um, eat whatever, you know, genetically altered fruit. Well, you, you know, Steve, uh, real quick, it's it's like this in an investigation. Sometimes you can you can uh, uh, interview a minister, and other times you have to interview a gang member. All right, the information it's the information is the information that they give you. Now, obviously, you can't pick your witnesses. It's simple as that. You go you go where the information is. And I think I think I think you make you make your point on that. But what about North Korea there? Um, okay, let me. I'm going right now to. Um, thanks for bringing me back on. It's critical. I, I believe that uh, that God is spelling it out for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. I'm going to read this word for word. Hal's headline was, We Are in Big, Big Trouble. I sent this story before I linked to it to a friend of mine. Uh, my friend, and this is not flattery, is so bright that he was handpicked by the guy who set up Majestic, uh, Dr. Teller, okay, of the, the hydrogen bomb fame. Uh, Majestic 12, you don't know what it is, go look it up. I don't have time to go into it. He said this, I concur, although some ignorant shills are saying it wasn't an ICBM because it came down only 600 miles away. Actually, it did go even higher in space, launched and controlled to be an almost up and down flight so as to not appear at long distance at the time. If it had been an angled flight, it would have been determined as a threat and response would have occurred. If the U.S. or Russia or China does a test, they alert the others to know that as such and the determined landing zone. That avoids a nuclear response due to an unknown threat. The NORKS, N-O-R-K-S, that stands for North Koreans, were smart to not place on a path that would have caused a response. The height it attained did show that it, they now, that it, they, the North Koreans, now have the capability to launch a MIRV, multiple targeted uh, reentry vehicle, independent uh, reentry vehicle. In other words, if you've got so many uh, warheads, they can all go in different directions and hit different targets. He said, now the NORKs are fully recognized as nuclear power with delivery capability. Just more trouble for the world, hurtling towards destruction. And then he signs off, and my brother and Jesus, thank you, he says, Jesus is Lord. He never loses track of this. And again, what I find, Doug, it's fascinating that this man has had more attempts on his life, and he's alive. We prayed for him over the years. His wife has had more attempts on her life. They poisoned his air conditioning. They break into his house. They deny him VA benefits. They do everything in their 
their power to try and kill him, and yet God keeps them alive. So thank you, people of God, who understand the calling of God to warn the people of God. For surely the Lord God does nothing, except, and will do nothing, except he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Saying that, I am not ever, and nor will I ever claim to be a prophet. I never have. You know, what I'm saying is the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And with the hatred that is uh, exhibited towards the name of Jesus, may God grant all of us boldness to testify of his holy son, Jesus, because there is redemption and salvation, no other name. And if that infuriates people and causes them to wet their bridges in a hissy fit, or they have to go take a double hit of Prozac or LSD, so be it. <laughs> Very well said, Steve. You, you, you kind of left us speechless there. <laughs> you're right. I, I, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Got a, got a question for you, Steve. It, uh, it's about North Korea and the, the missile launch. Can you talk about the ramifications of the most recent missile uh, accomplishment by North Korea? What exactly uh, does it mean, and how close to a real-life threatening... Uh, situation are we in pretending to North in America? the context of all out war I mean yeah. Yeah, close well are. first of all first of all you know this that Secretary of State Tillerson has called for an emergency meeting of the United Security the United Nations Security Council President Trump knows what's at stake. The question is, is North Korea acting on their own or as a proxy? My answer to that is it's obvious they're a proxy. Someone, it could be Pakistan, China. I don't think it's Russia at this point, simply because, uh, uh, you know, I see that uh, Russia's got its hands full with everything that it's uh, basing, uh, you know, its foreign policy on right now, including the U.S., including the people that want World War III. And... People should understand one thing. World War III will be initiated at some point by the globalists, by the elitists, by the Illuminati to bring about the rise of Antichrist. So, given that, the idea is simply this. The ramifications are we have to do something. And I'm calling, now look, I know who listens to this show. I'm calling on you three-letter guys and four-letter agencies, and I'm not using a swear word when I say that because there are four-letter agencies to use the secret stuff you've got. You don't have to resort to, you know, what I would call primitive nuclear weapons. Doug, I was told by a four-star general, three of them, and this is... And, and I will stand before God to give account for what I'm saying, so I take what I'm saying serious, is that they have stuff and now that makes atom bombs look like Little League. And, you know, if I can basically make that statement, and these are guys in spec ops, and, and they're so ultra-black, you know, and I can't even go into that because, I, for, forgive me, but... People don't believe the basic stuff. If they're going to harass, you know, the you-know-what, because I live in Yellowstone, I photographed it, and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, they're not going to believe me about that. But here's the deal. I could care less. I can stand before God and say, Lord, nothing you told me to warn them of have I failed to warn them of. And and there it is. And and thank you. That's the bottom line. That's right. Exactly. Um mission accomplished in a sense or mission being accomplished even yeah I would say mission in the process exactly exactly now Steve let me ask you a question because this is on my mind this weekend 
looking at North Korea as, as there was uh, and other things what what are we, are we looking maybe the, the threat potential here EMP uh, or thermal or EMP or nuclear war what are you in your mind Steve Quayle's mind uh, based on your analysis what are you more concerned with domestically and then globally I believe that domestically the EMP threat, uh, shipping containers off the coast, pre-positioned shipping containers, I think that uh, Kim Jong-un is going to basically uh, keep everybody occupied with intercontinental ballistic missiles, etc., and the real threat will come from the orchestrated, if you will, gaining up of pre-positioned uh, assets in this country, and so, and it may be both. I don't even think that it's either or, but you know the idea of look at how how panicked the world was and these cyber uh, threats and attacks and Chase Manhattan was down in the last couple days I mean it's becoming more and more obvious that the electronic dependency we all have on uh, control systems through the internet or through computers that have already been breached by the way there is not a database that has not been breached none nada none and that's damn frightening when people understand exactly what that means. We, we, the, the electronic grid, the secure, all of it, the information, we're screwed. That's what it is. We're screwed. Yeah, and, and that's the deal, okay? And, and, you know, here's the thing. God's people perish without knowledge. So what I want to share, Doug, too, because, you know, before David comes on, is the fact that we're going to see, okay, the majority of what calls itself Christendom embrace transhumanism. Tom Horn and I have already been uh, pointed out by a theology school of the leaders of the transhumanist movement. Well, good. Move over John Connor, because I hate the Terminator technology that's there, okay? And trust me, I'm not coming naked through any portals that I know of. You know, so if you've seen the Terminator movie, that was my attempt at humor. But the bottom line is is that we are, we are at a time where everything is in play, not just a linear play. Don't think that China and uh, Russia are not gauging our response. Remember this, too, that the Korean launch followed us having a naval destroyer, a missile cruiser, in the area of China's, uh, you know, artificial island. So they consider that, whether we consider it or not, they consider that their territory. Yes, and they also consider it an act of aggression by the U.S. Yes, and by the way, I just posted on the top of my uh, website, stevequail.com, I reposted, again, the uh, all-news pipeline. Insider warns of potential devastation ahead for West Coast while mainstream media frosts at the mouth over Yellowstone. I love his headline. Uh, USGS says of Yellowstone, there's nothing to worry about. Well, in this case, that truly isn't. Meanwhile, FEMA prepares for West Coast chaos of martial law. The guy that that I'm quoting, actually Stefan quotes it, he said this, Steve, I want to discuss the coming big one, or 9.0 to 10 earthquake that's supposed to happen in California across the West Coast. The government response, of which he's a member of, will be complicated, complicated for this, but it would all, all be run by FEMA. We were told, 
result by a recent meeting in D.C., which, by the way, happened a couple weeks ago, that an estimated 3 to 10 million people will die during and after the earthquake. Now, am I saying that to scare people? Let me say this. Hell no, heaven yes. Hell no, heaven yes. Hell no, heaven yes. Choose rightly. Hell no, heaven yes. Doug, four times. I'm trying to obviously illustrate the point. <laughs> Done very well. Yeah. All right. We we have another question. Joe's got this uh, with respect to yeah. The questions. I love that. By the way, question from Melanie, and she says, "Mr. Quill, first, uh, thank you for your continued efforts to yep. try to get individuals to understand the serious times ahead." Then she says, "Do you think the Yellowstone is a diversion, as this happens all the time, to divert us?" from knowing or finding out other things that they have been doing while keeping us together. And we have, I have Peter over here asking if the same thing, North Korea, is a diversion from the Middle East as Yellowstone might be. Right. Yellowstone, a total diversion, North Korea not, okay? And the reason being is, is that North Korea is obviously uh, making its statement, and I think that if people understand what I mean by proxy, you know, when you've got Pakistan and Dr. Khan, K-H-A-N, look it up, the nuclear weapons proliferation. By the way, Doug, I found my old uh, manuscript, and maybe I should bring it out again because I guess people don't understand nuclear weapons, but I, it was called Lucifer's Luggage, Suitcase Nukes in America. And I, I never brought it to uh, uh, publication. It was written, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, so maybe was, I'll... Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. I, I, I vote yes. In <laughs> fact, uh, everyone call Steve's office tomorrow at, at 10 o'clock uh, Mountain no, Time. No, no, just have him no, email me. Yeah, 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 please, uh, don't call. But here, no, here's kidding. the thing I want, I want people to understand, okay? The, the latest book that Tom Horn and I did, uh, you know, Cloud Eaters, unearthing, actually unearthing the lost world of Cloud Eaters, the History Channel is doing a, uh, production. Tom's gonna be in it, and so is, uh, oh, uh, goodnight Cliff Mahoody, who appears on the third installment of The Holocaust of Giants. And let me share this with everybody. You know, if God asks you or, uh, you know, you want to get involved with us in a big way, I'm not asking for donations, but it's somebody who wants to step up to the pump and get involved with history. Our fourth uh, installment of the whole True Legend series is already in not only pre-production, but advanced scouts halfway around the world, and that's all I'm going to say. And I'll tell you this, they're not chasing bones, they're chasing them. And I'll let you uh, figure out who the them is. They're not, you know, lying in graves or, or covered up bones in the Smithsonian. Uh, the bottom line is, so please pray, and I'm serious, Doug, this is, this is, this is, I would ask every intercessor and prayer warrior out there to pray for the True Legends Advance Team, because these guys are really, really in uh, Hell's Kitchen, and I don't mean a TV show, and I don't mean a uh, geographical location in New York. They are truly in there. They're men of faith. They're men who have uh, basically uh, uh, God has kept alive through some of the most adverse conditions. One of the guys, you know, basically, uh, you know, he told me he's eating a typical meal. Is This sounds like Tim Alvarino. He's they're eating grubs, they're eating eel, and they're eating something that's similar to a rat. 
Yum, huh? Yeah. 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 And, and these guys are, listen, when I got guys here, can I tell you what really infuriates me? These men are raised up by God. These men came to me and said, God put it on our heart. Tim and I were talking and praying and saying, Lord, where do you want us to go next? And we had, a, we had an idea where we wanted to go. And I get contacted from these guys, you know, and, 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 Quite candidly, you know, it was it was one of those answers to God. He's saying, "Look to me," and so you know, I, I'm really asking the intercessor to keep these guys covered. You know, I got off the phone with a guy today, and he and I did not get along at all. Who you know basically told me that uh, well, I won't even go there. I don't I don't, I don't even want to go there. Okay, but just say this: if a rocket goes to terminal velocity in however many uh, minutes, you know, I hit it. And 60 seconds, okay? Because of the arrogance, because, you know, basically uh, throwing a lot of money, but I didn't understand international banking, which I don't. I understand one thing, my calling, that God is my source. He's a supplier. And this is stuff that people are being one to Jesus all over. So, in essence, that's what I'm asking you to pray for, that God will uh, absolutely protect our advanced team. And when you find out where they've been, and when you basically, the people at Branson are going to get a sneak peek at it, I'm telling you, there won't be a uh, a draw that won't chop or uh, what a, a jaw that won't draw. That won't drop. I've never yeah. seen a, a, a chop that won't draw or whatever it would be. <laughs> but anyway, the thing is, the, the thing is, is that seriously, and you know, the, the deal is, is I, here's a great statement for everyone to put into their uh, uh, thinking cap. If you've got new relationships and they start out and it, the Lord's in it, it will flow. If immediately you have problems, it doesn't matter if it's a marriage, a, a spouse, someone you're dating, someone you've lived with, whatever, someone you're going to go into business with, the minute you have trouble, you can just say, and the Lord is not in this relationship. Early understandings lead to long-term relationships. That's how David and I, Langford, became such good friends. He called into a radio show I had in the old days, and I guess I adopted him on the spot and said, I now declare you the official pastor to the flock that listens to me. And someone said, well, who are you to do that? I said, somebody that knew that God's people needed a shepherd, and I wasn't it, but that I had just had one, Pastor David Langford, call in. And that's the story, ladies and gentlemen. God did it. And David's background and my background are, are very similar. Neither one of us want to boast in anything but the saving knowledge of Jesus. Now, look, somebody says, you talk about Jesus too much. My answer to that is, I don't talk about Jesus enough because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Everything that God has done in my life has been based on the word of God, the book of Genesis, to be accurate, the first couple chapters in Genesis and then Genesis chapter 6. And the oldest lie in the book of Genesis, ye shall be as gods, ye shall not surely die, is what's being promised on the front of drudge every day when the technocratic billionaires are, are looking for eternal life. And isn't it interesting, robot sex. I remember when I brought that up. You know, you say the word sex, Doug, and besides free, I think nothing gets the attention of the people. 
I mean, some of the revelations I'm going to bring to Branson, and since I was one of the guys that talked about it in Genetic Armageddon, Today's Technology, Tomorrow's Monsters, Xenogenesis is the absolute, has to be read. If you do not understand where genetic engineering, transhumanism, singularity, CRISPR technology, artificial life forms, everything that's going on, the teleportation of organic material, i.e. Uh, Star Trek's tele teleporters and stuff, then you're going to be overwhelmed and the, the snowflakes, the uh, Prozac uh, dipped binky generation is clueless. They're being groomed to be slaughtered, okay? Slaughtered. Exactly. So anyway, let's go on if you've got any more questions because I'm running into Yeah, I just, I just want to say this. Xenogenesis uh, really puts in context, this is my personal opinion of xenogenesis, puts in context uh, what's happening today. Uh, you look at the headlines. And I want to say one other thing, too. This program as well, um, the Hagman Report, we bring on a variety of guests. Next week we're going to have Senator Tom Coburn on. And, and, you know, we're talking about some really interesting, some scary, some uh, weird stuff tonight with Steve Quayle. However, okay, yet next week, a week from today, we're going to have Senator Tom Coburn on. Uh, now, how is that possible? Because all of this is relevant, especially when we talk about Jesus Christ, all of this is relevant in the larger picture. People, they've got blinders on, and by looking at Jesus and looking at the things through a biblical context, historical, biblical, spiritual context, we can see the bigger picture where all of this connects together. And Steve is a wonderful man of connecting the dots. Steve, I just want to say that and thank you. And Xenogenesis is a, a, a incredible book to have. Joe, apparently you've got some uh, we, we have some additional questions there. Um, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I think there's okay. Go ahead. Let's see. Um, uh, sorry about that, Steve. It was just we just had a system reset here. Um, uh, well, it will be, while we're waiting for this to boot back up. Well, here, let me say, let me say this, Doug. Again, the reason I think that, and, and I know that, that I know, even if there is a a limited attack or whatever, I know that Branson is going to happen because one of the things that, and I think this is something that's not been said that needs to be said. Both Henry Groover and David Langford have walked the walk that very few men walk. I flatter no man, but I can tell you this. I know of no men who have walked the walks they've walked. Doesn't mean there aren't others. I just don't know them. And David and Henry are going to be ministering, and we're going to have people there that are going to get breakthroughs. Not because you laid your money on the TV, and I want you to know you give me $7,000. God will give you 7,000 blessings. And, oh, by the way, throw in your house, too. No, it's because there is a time of impartation of the boldness and the empowering of God's Spirit to allow His people to stand in the evil done, excuse me, in the evil day, having done everything to stand in Him. Be strong in the uh, in the Lord and the power of His might. None of us, can I tell you something? This stuff, this some of this stuff we're into right now sends shivers down my spine because I'm going, oh God, how will you prepare your people for this? And he said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. I said, then, Lord, you're going to have to pour it out like Niagara Falls, because, Father, what I see, now, I don't see everything, nor could I, but what the Lord has shown me 
troubles me because his people have become apathetic, indifferent. And I get guys, when I talk about winning people to Jesus, you'd think they, I stepped on their manhood, okay, if they're men. And, and you know, I, I, I'm getting a rise out of Jezebel's. I, I got to tell you something. It seems like Jezebel reproduced herself and they come into my email in droves. They don't get it. They just don't get it. No, yeah, and and we we see the same thing. Uh, boy, we're on the same. We are on the same page, my brother. We're probably on the same email list coming out of uh, Cheyenne Mountain. Uh, probably, and, and I think a lot of these, uh, a lot of these situations are AI bots. By the way, uh, very interesting how um, in the chat rooms and in the uh, uh, social networking, how the AI bots or these spam bots. Whatever the bots, how they work together, and, and, and it's, it's interesting to watch. I have a question about Chimera's uh, reports of late the drugs, the drug runoff into the water uh, uh, systems, creating right. these. It's created pharmaceuticals. Hawk, right. Hawk just sent me an email the other day saying, "Steve, you remember when you talked about this? I absolutely do." Because of birth control pills, one of the secondary, uh, uh, I'd say, negative uh, impacts of that that most people didn't understand was the estrogenation of males drinking uh, water. Okay, that's why you've got so many people that, are, excuse me, are, are are men in their 20s being bald, a sperm counts down. Somebody said, "Well, America's got the most illiterate sperm in the world." Well, not only that, but we don't have enough to get the job done. Infertility, population control has always been the offshoot of these things. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, these are supernatural entities. Abortion didn't come through mankind. It came to mankind through fallen angels. And, and you know, people say, I don't believe that. That's your problem. You don't believe. That's your problem. You don't receive. So the chimeras that are out there, here's the point that when you You've got ionizing radiation, i.e. Fukushima and leaky reactors all over the place, meeting with extreme electromagnetic pulses reverberating off the ionosphere, meeting with the chemical compositions that are in the water, the excreted pharmaceuticals, everything from Prozac to estrogen, you name it, it's in the water system. By the way, you don't filter for that stuff. There's very few. And I'm going to go on record. I remember saying this, Doug, and maybe this is a night of reflection for me, but I remember saying, the day will come when you will drink water that you only used to walk through after a rainstorm. Saying that, you know, saying that, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to get, uh, you know, you cannot drink water now unless you basically have your well tested in rural areas, and some of that's more polluted and poisoned than city water, but you cannot drink water that is not filtered. The question is, does bottled water filter that stuff? Guess what? If it's in plastic, no, because it's obviously uh, a xenoestrogen. You look up, you know, uh, plasticizers and what they're doing. So everything is designed, and it's only by the grace of God. It's only by the marvelous creation of God's uh, uh, spectacular design that any of us are alive. But Jesus said if the days weren't short, there'd be no flesh left alive. So everybody, you've got to. Look, there are, there are different uh, sponsors, you know. I've had the guys at Health. They sell water purifiers. I know, Doug, you have different people. Get them. If everybody listening to us tonight went to get water purifiers and 
filters. There's a difference, okay? The idea is simply this. Everything that's in existence would disappear in 24 hours. But people drag their feet. Who hasn't heard of the horrors of Flint, Michigan? But what most people don't understand, the more promiscuous a town is, and there are specific areas like that, and how about all of the uh, AIDS drugs and everything that is going in? And it's not just from the uh, that part of, of society. It's everything. Glyphosate. See, here's, here's the thing. The Russians and Chinese proved years ago, and I remember when it was Baxter reports, uh, when he put it out there, that, if you will, the Chinese and Russians both showed that by... Uh, uh, exposing organic material to different waveforms that they could literally change, okay, the reproductive outcome of those things. You follow me? In other words, if you beam a certain uh, frequency at a, uh, at a turkey, and this is actually one of the, the things done by a Chinese guy, you could get the tur- turkey to come out more like chickens. And you know what I would say about that? God knows we deal with enough turkeys, and there certainly are more chickens than turkeys. Amen, my brother. I knew exactly where you're going with that. Uh, my my brother, we we have we have done it. You've taken us uh, right up against. Uh, uh, we're we're just shy of uh, the top of the hour, but you've done it. Uh, you got any closing comments? That, that you really, have? I want everyone to go to my website, stevequail.com. And for those of you that are interested in earth changes, go to my alerts. It's up. It's called Q Alerts. And read what the federal agent law enforcement guy wrote in those two links I posted concerning what they're being trained for. By the way, Yellowstone doesn't appear on their radar. They're talking about three to ten million people dying. And then, please, those of you, I'm telling you, Branson will be a watershed event worldwide. So for those of you that can't come to the United States that I devise against it, why come and spend all that money when you can basically stay in any country of the world and live stream if you've got internet access? So it's stevequail.com and the point, Doug, is simply this. They can go on, you know, the Gen 6 conference page and sign up and it's gen6conferences.com gen6conferences.com and I can tell you that this, I doubt, and, and, and I want to make this clear. What I see happening one year from September, I don't see that there will be another Gen 6 conference because all of our efforts are going to be to turn out two simultaneous DVDs, and it's horrifically expensive. And again, if anybody would like to, to help in a big way and can, if it were for two people listening to Hagman and Hagman, God bless you, Cam and Jan, we wouldn't have a True Legends too. So you know what I'm saying? And, and they said God told them. And so, again, uh, you know, two people that listen to the show, followed by, you know, praise God, uh, you know, Gary Haven, uh, there are people that have stepped in to help us. And, and Doug, to put a film team around the world, let me just share, put this into perspective, that travel halfway around the world and enter the area, 5,000 apiece. So when you're sending five guys for 21 days and your film crew, you're, up, you're burning through 150,000 in a three-week film period. And it's a necessity, because if those of you who have seen the Holocaust of Giants know, we don't do anything halfway. That's right. You don't. It's fantastic. Well worth it, Steve. Thank you so much. You've you've done it. You've taken us right to the end, my brother. God bless you. Hey, we're going to talk tomorrow, okay? Thank you. Yep. Right. And uh, bless David Langford. Everyone listen to him, because he'll be ministering at the Branson True Legends Conference. That's right. Can't wait for that. All right.
And he's coming up next, next, folks. He'll be right back with Pastor David Langford from the Voice of Evangelism. And uh, it's uh, been a few weeks since he's joined us, so we're going to have him back. It's going to be a powerful hour. Don't go anywhere. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And Hagman report. Uh, you know, do you know that feeling I get when you haven't seen someone or talked to someone for a while, and then bang, they're on the jumbotron. 
no, or they're, you know, they're, they're here with you. That's the feeling we have right now. Pastor David Langford, the voice of evangelism.com. He is with us. He is with us, and it's been a while. You know, uh, he, he did some, he went through some stuff. He went through some stuff with yeah. his family, uh, his uncle. So, just you know, I'm glad we we, we had him in, in our prayers, and I know you had him in, in your prayers. But Pastor David Langford, the voice of evangelism dot com, a tremendous minister and a prolific author, a tremendous author as well, um, and a guy who is on the airwaves and thankfully on with us. Pastor Langford, thanks for coming back on and not giving up on us. <laughs> oh, we never give up on you guys. It's a wonderful and a great joy to be with you, and I do want to thank everyone for their prayers. Uh, you know, if the devil can't get to you, he seeks another venue, whether it's your children, your spouse, your employer, whoever it might be, to get That's to right. you. He has, he has many, many means and modes to getting to God's people. Man, I, I, you know, I have, Pastor, you just said a whole mouthful because I have seen that happen in our camp time after time after time over the last several weeks, and it's just staggering what you just said. It's staggering. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we feel like for the last uh, six weeks to two months, we've been under the, the vehement assault of the enemy, but hey, as I said, we don't give up, we don't quit. And uh, if he can't get to us as individuals, you or me, he looks for another venue where he can in- attack us indirectly, as he so did Job. And that was his first attack, uh, uh, was to uh, come to God and attack Job. And then when God said, okay, then he went and he killed all of his sons, his daughters, his she-asses, his oxen, his camels, his servants, fire fell out of heaven. And uh, all of these bad things happened to him. That still didn't work. So then he went personally the second time after Job and smut him with boils from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. That's a very arduous place to be, and needless to say, in Job 2 and 6, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. That's powerful, that God will allow a human man, a human being, to be placed in the hands of the devil. And you know why God allowed that? Because he knew he could trust Job. And he knew he could trust Job. The uh, the book of Job is one of my favorite stories in the Bible for a number of reasons. But the one thing that I think every Christian should uh, you know go back and read it again, because just like Jesus was an example of how we are to live our life on earth, Job is also an example. And we need to understand that as believers in Christ, just as scriptures say, that all who believe in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution and that we need to take up our cross and follow in the footsteps of the Lord. Well, just as you were talking about, Satan is the the uh, the, the ruler of this world under God's authority and he has the ability to to try to get to us to ruin our faith. And as you just pointed out, not just directly to us, but to you know the circumstances and people around us. And Job's a perfect example of that because he went through it personally uh, and also uh, with his family and losing everything he had. But as he kept his faith, the the Lord rewarded him. And there couldn't be, I don't think there could be a better example of what it uh, is like to be a Christian uh, than Job. 
That's so true. He, he endured it all. He suffered it all. And even his own flesh through his wife, no more twain but one flesh being married, she said, why don't you curse God and die? And uh, so, you know, he, he, he went through the crucible, and he came out. And uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, and there's a lot of people I know in my spirit listening that really feel discouraged, and uh, they feel beat up. Uh, as I said, if the devil can't get to you personally, he seeks a venue, an avenue, to get to you that he knows will affect you and can affect you greatly, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, whether it is a sibling. Uh, and I witness all of these things all the time in ministry, and I've never failed to be amazed at how the enemy will seek to work through a family member and create distortion, confusion, chaos, uh, just all sorts of havoc he seeks to, 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 to use to mentally browbeat God's people. I, I want to take a few minutes tonight, if it's all right, to look at First Peter chapter 1, uh, beginning at verse 6. Wherein greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Of course, the word manifold, it means multiple, multiple types of temptations. Now, the word temptations here in the Greek can also mean a trial, a time of pain, a time of suffering, a time of affliction. God also can allow someone to be tested. We know that he tested Abraham and his faith. When he asked Abraham to offer up his only son, who was Isaac. But the meaning depends on who's doing the tempting. If it is God, it's for the purpose of proving someone and never for the purpose of causing that person to fall. If it is the devil who tempts, then his purpose is to cause us to fall and to destroy us. So God allows, needless to say, testing. But God will never allow you to be tempted or to be tested above that you're able. First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen, Paul says, I have no temptation taken you, but such is as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. I know that's a, that's a kind of a lengthy verse, but it's the same thing. And so, whatever you're going through, he said, there hath no temptation taken you, but such is as common to man. Some of the very things that Job went through, many of us are going through at different times and cycles within our life. But notice what he said, but God is faithful who will not suffer. Now that word suffer there means he will not allow, he will not tolerate you to be tempted or tested above that you're able. Now if it's the devil, he's doing it to destroy you. He's doing it to corrupt you. He's doing it to circumvent God's will and God's plan for your life. But here's what I love what Paul said. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted or tested or tried above that you're able, but will, with the temptation, 
He will with the trial. He will with the adversity also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Uh, sometimes the escape route may be very short. There may not be a, a lot of time given prior to the escape, but that's why it's imperative to walk in the Spirit. You know, uh, Potiphar's wife was determined to seduce Joseph. And if you go back and read Joseph's life, it's believed he was a very handsome man, very tremendously in stature, and very pleasing to the natural eye. And Potiphar's wife, her intent was to display him before her lady friends. And she was determined to have him, and so she was trying to seduce him. And so she said, just come lie down with me, you know, uh, because she felt like if she could just get him in that, you know, position, she could force herself on him, and he would finally capitulate, surrender. But you see, God made a way of escape. There wasn't much time. There wasn't much time to think about it, to contemplate, or debate it. But he did recognize, he said, I cannot do this against my Lord, talking about Jehovah, neither my master whom I serve, because he's given me all the free will and privileges of his house. And so when she grabbed a hold of his garment, he had to make that quick decision. Will I debate her? Will I contend with her? Or will I escape? And so, of course, he took that way of escape. And, of course, it caused him imprisonment. But his, his objective was to remain faithful to Jehovah in spite of all the things that were happening to him. And there's some people tonight, I know in my spirit, I know in my spirit, I have this certitude. You know, you, you really feel like you're being pressed. You're, you're being pressed greatly in your circumstance, in your situation. But, but you, what you have to do in this time that we are pressed, we have to trust God. There's a, there's a passage that I love dearly in uh, 2 Corinthians 1 and 8. Paul said, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, and whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So I want to back up to verse 8 here in Second Corinthians 1. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant, not knowing the enormity of our trouble that came to us while we were in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure. Some of you listening tonight, there's no instrument that is available to measure how greatly you're being pressed. But the only way to get the olive oil correctly, according to the Old Testament, you had to press it out. You could not use heat or anything to extract it any other way. It had to be pressed. And to get the fragrance out of the petals, the petals, whether they be rose petals or what, they have to be pressed. They have to be crushed to get the fragrance out of them. Paul said we were pressed out of measure above strength. God has allowed you to come to a place where in your natural strength, you don't have enough. Your natural strength will not help you get out of this. You're going to have to lean upon the Lord. 
You know, David in Psalm 16, verse 8, he said, I have set the Lord always before me. He's on my right hand. I shall not be moved. If, if I put God on my right hand, and if I stand that close proximity to God, that means the devil's got to get through God before he can move me. That's what the psalmist was saying. Going back to 2 Corinthians 1, a bus strip in so much that we despaired even of life. Life in itself was disparaging. Life was not worth living. Life had become so arduous, so difficult, so cumbersome. It, it just, it just, it was, it was unbelievable. Paul said, and he didn't want the brethren to be ignorant, not knowing, not understanding the gravity of the persecution, the adversity, and the trouble they were going through. And he, and he went on and he magnified this trouble. And he said, but we had the sentence or the verdict. That word sentence in the Greek means the verdict. We had the verdict of death and ourselves. In other words, if you would look in Paul's heart, you would see sentenced to death. If you looked in Silas' heart, sentenced to death. But the reason we were sentenced to death is that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. In other words, Paul is understanding, I've got to do away with my self-assurance and my self-confidence. Psalms 118 verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. And for many years, it, it never hit me. But one day I was quoting that verse, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. That speaks to a man's self-confidence. You know, many times we, we, we can be uh, cocky, arrogant. Uh, you know, I got this. You know, don't worry about this. I got this covered. And that's what the psalmist is saying. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. And, 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 and so we are all men or women. And, and sometimes the devil wants us to trust in ourselves. And that's the exact opposite that God told Paul, that we should not, we should not trust in ourselves, but trust in God, which raiseth the dead. In other words, if, if I were to get killed in my circumstances, my arduous, grievous trial, God is able to raise me from the dead if he so wills. I mean, this, this is the magnitude and the depth and the breadth of how God was allowing them to be pressed. And, and as I said, if you would look at their hearts, you would have seen over their hearts the words, sentenced to death. And there's a reason that God brings each of us to these places sometimes. Mainly is because he wants our undivided attention. You know, uh, David, in Psalms 119, verse 67... He said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. I want you to think about that. Before I got into trouble, I went astray. Then he goes on to verse 71, Psalms 119, verse 71. He said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, tested, or tried, that I might learn thy statutes. I have a statement that I always tell people that go through a time of great and grave difficulty. Don't go through it and not learn anything from it. And yet I see people go through circumstances, and Doug, you, you, you're aware of this, 
you see them repeat the same thing again. Pastor. And again, and again, and again. That's even, uh, in my life, I, I have a history of doing that. And, you know, if I were smarter, and, and like most people do, you would learn from those mistakes. Some of the best ways you can learn are from learning from your own mistakes. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be taught uh, certain things, but life experiences are a much better uh, way for people to learn. And specifically, as we just said about the mistakes, you know, that is one of the best ways to learn through through experience. But if people like me, you know, they're hard-headed, they, uh, <laughs> a whole number of things that, that goes through your mind that uh, are just kind of unexplainable, kind of like what you were talking about, yeah, that ties that. to the flesh. <laughs> you got a unanimous vote there with your dad. <laughs> yeah, and see, the, see the, the key is, though, the more, uh, the, the closer you get in your relationship with Jesus, and the more that you, you get into the Bible, uh, the less likely, at least I am, to make those mistakes over and over again. But if Absolutely. I start, you know, backsliding in the Word and, and in my prayer life and in my relationship with God, then those uh, that, that comes back much easier. But when when my relationship is good and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, um, those things don't happen. So there is uh, there is a solution. Well, it, that's why I gave those two verses in Psalms 119, verse 67 and verse 71. Before I was afflicted, before I got in trouble, I went astray. You see, the devil will seduce a person by painting a, a, a rosary, a beautiful path of bliss and joy and grandeur and all of this stuff. And that's for the sake of luring, you know, the person in. You know, fishermen, they, they like these fancy lures, these little things, that little gadgets that do things to arrest, get the eye of the fish, attract them to come bite on this thing. That's the way Satan is. And uh, he always paints a pretty picture, but he never shows the rot and the ruin and the decay that is beneath the temptation. He never, he never wants you to see that, because he wants he gets. The, that's why he's called a snare. He's called a fowler. He's called the destroyer. He's called the thief. I mean, he's got so many names. It's unbelievable. The wicked one. Uh, it, it is, his his intent is to bring us down. Because that allows him then to go back and accuse us before the Father and say the work that your son did on the cross is not enough. See, they, 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 yeah. they can't live right. But they they can't endure. Just, you know, an example of what you're, talk, what you're talking about, you can have uh, somebody who is, you know, has $50 million, a famous actor, you know, rich beyond their wildest dreams, uh, you know, and which most people in the world would look at and, and with envy saying, I wish I had that life. And that person can be, you know, so completely miserable. And on the other end, you can have somebody who's homeless um, and, you know, basically uh, is in a survival mode, but who is, uh, has that faith and is in a better attitude than, you know, the, the person who's, you know, rich beyond their wildest dreams. Uh, everything, you know, as you were talking about, the the devil will make things look appealing that you don't have, uh, or that you think you want. And many people will say, you know, uh, well, why, Lord, why why couldn't I get this, or why couldn't you do this for me, or help me do this? And not realizing, many times it's for our own good. Um, you know, a lottery, winning a lottery is an example of that. So many people who win the lottery, it ends up being turned into these uh, tragedies stories absolutely they go broke they overdose and, and you know so we look at things 
like maybe we don't have as much as other people or the right situations, but we need to understand that these things are being done to, as the Lord said, um, to refine us like gold in a furnace. Uh, he's right. trying to refine us and, and, and get us to uh, move to that spiritual side. And it's not a, the happiness that isn't about what you have in this world. It's about the, uh, the the spiritual connection that you have inside you, no matter your your outside circumstances. You, you witness all of these movie stars, rock artists, you know, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Led Zeppelin. I mean, Elvis Presley. The the numbers are just off the charts. How these people died, you know. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think they intentionally take the drugs to overdose. I think they're high. And therefore, they don't remember how much they drank the last time or how many pills they took the last time. And they take so much until their involuntary actions in their body are shut down and they, they die because of the overdose. Not that it was an intentional overdose, but it's because their mind has become void and blank of, of what's actually been taking place. But you see, at the end of the day, when, when you've had all the drugs, and all the alcohol, and all the money, and all the promiscuity, and illicit sex. At the end of the day, the soul of a man is still empty. And and why is that? Why why, why couldn't that satisfy a man or a woman? You know, I, I read, my wife and I were watching, I got to where I recorded a lot of these, the old Virginian movies. And one of the guys' name was uh, Doug, I forget his last name now, but we looked him up. We Wikipedia'd him, and he had been married five or six times, and he died at the age of sixty. And in the sixties, he was a you know this this cowboy, and I thought he had all of this glitz and glamour, but he never seemingly found that that, that right spouse, you know, and uh, died a premature death at sixty years of age. But the reason a man can never find complete satisfaction in this life is because God breathed into man and man became a living soul. No other creation, no other part of his creation did God give a man mouth-to-mouth resuscitation where he actually breathed into him the breath of life. That's why when a person dies, they don't cease to exist. They're just, their body, their clay jar, their earthen vessel goes back to the ground from whence it came. But the soul and the spirit are eternal because God breathed into them. And so, you know, people think, well, if I can get this or I can get that, I'll be fulfilled. But see, that's the lie of the enemy. Because, as I said, the soul of man is is so vast and so large, nothing, nothing in the world can ever fill the place of God's love. You know, uh, Philippians 4.11, Paul said, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in what sort of state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, that means as low as you can go, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And, and so the reason Pete, uh, Paul said that was because he never knew how he might find himself. You know, one day he's on a ship and about to be sank. Uh, a storm comes up. You know, the, 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 the next day it's it's robbers. Uh, go, go read the second 
Corinthians chapter 11. Read the whole 11th chapter, and you'll see the, the, the multitude of perils of his countrymen, of robbers, thieves, watching shipwreck. He just goes through a litany of perils in his life. And, and, and sometimes we all feel like it's a litany. You know, the story of Job is a very interesting one when you dissect it. While one servant was yet speaking, yet another came. While he was yet speaking, yet another servant came. In other words, the devil would always leave somebody close by to just come bring him more bad news. And before that guy could get through telling him the terrible things that had just happened to Job's family or his cattle or whatever, another one was standing right there to jump on the bandwagon and say, hey, you know what, this, this just happened. And as soon as he got through sharing his story of chaos and disaster and turmoil, here's another guy. And so this is, this is how the Satan wants to be continual. Why? Because he's trying to beat us down. And, of course, Peter, in his epistle, he understood this. That's why he said, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations or trials. You're, you're heavy. And, of course, in verse 7, he says, that the trial of your faith, are we going to take a break? Uh, yeah, Pastor, we are. Are we? As a matter of fact, uh, okay. we're coming well, right, up, right up on it. I thought and, we were probably close. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, just to show off a little bit, you were referencing Doug McClure. Yeah, uh, Doug McClure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Actually, he died at age 59. 59. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I'm but, glad you, uh, you were able to help me tonight on my uh, my, my, my my failing mind. <laughs> well, I, you know, you know what? I think I'm just I'm 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 old. I I used to watch that as well. In fact, I happened to catch over the, over the holiday weekend or the um, uh, Fourth of July. I saw a replay of that. I think it was like at four o'clock in the morning. Um, about caught about fifteen minutes of it, and that's what made me think of that. But anyway, thank you for that, Pastor. David Langford is our guest. The Voice of Evangelism dot com is his uh, website. Stay right where you're at, folks. Three minutes. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. There shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Uh, folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com. Masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High quality items, made in America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely. Eric said, it's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and the Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Train Close in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to aging major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. 
We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Armies kit at www.changehostonwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. You can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. for holding with us our guest Pastor David Langford his website thevoiceofevangelism.com he's the voice of evangelism truthfully um, he's what I refer to as our pastor and I uh, like to refer to him as America's pastor although he may not uh, he may not admit that or like that um, before we get back to Pastor Langford uh, folks, uh, let me direct your attention to readymaderesources.com. That's readymaderesources.com. It's been a while since you, since Bob Griswold was on, but let me tell you something. Um, the communication equipment that he's got for our listeners, the setup that he's got, it's important for everyone, I believe, in these times that we are approaching to have good communication equipment. If you go to readymaderesources.com, that's readymaderesources.com, click on the outdoor tab. From there, look to the left, click on the communications tab. There you'll see communication equipment. From there, the second from the left is the Hagman radio special. All right. It's uh, reduced by, uh, I think, $50. It's uh, all-inclusive, and it's something that I highly recommend. Uh, If... uh, Look, folks, communications is important. Ham radios, extremely important. They have their place. ReadyMadeResources.com is the place to go. In addition, one of my favorites, medical equipment as well. And I would urge everyone to stock up as they see fit. Night vision equipment, uh, thermal optics, they've got everything. And I mean everything. And we're not talking Walmart quality. We are talking top quality readymaderesources.com readymaderesources.com Pastor Langford thank you so much for your patience let's continue sir the trial of your faith uh, simply put your faith is going to be examined as though it were under the 
auspices of a trial taking place, evidence, witnesses, etc., etc. All of this is what takes place. And many times, our faith is tested by afflictions. And afflictions can be many, many, many things. And so, James 1 and 2, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations or afflictions or trials or suffering, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Uh, it's amazing how God describes patience and a female gender because it is a fact for the most part women are more patient than men uh, and for whatever reason God uses that analogy but let patience have her perfect work you see this is about maturing and perfecting the child of God these, these trials, these temptations, this suffering James 1 and 3 knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Same thing Peter said, that the trial of your faith, and he goes on to describe your faith, is being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it, gold too, is tried by fire. Why does why is the gold put in the fire? To remove the impurities. Why does God allow you and I to be cast into some of the most difficult and arduous trials that we, we would ever have to face. Well, this is why reading your Bible is so important and so significant, because in the Bible, you're going to find the answers about your suffering, about your trials, about your adversity. Now, the same epistle that Peter is, is, has written here, you go out to chapter 4, verse 12 and 13, Peter said, Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, test you, examine you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. That word strange in the Greek means something foreign, something bizarre, something weird. You're like, why in the world is this happening to me? Peter goes on in 1 Peter 4, 13, but rejoice. Is that not exactly what James told us to do. Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. You see, the perspective that these men had is about joy. Now, admittedly, I, I don't know all his glory and, and rejoice in my sufferings, my adversity. But this is what they're telling us. But rejoice. Why rejoice? Inasmuch as you are a partaker of Christ's suffering. You are relating to the very same things that Christ went through. You see, we look at Christ oftentimes incorrectly. We say, well, he was God. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's absolutely and 100% correct. But he was also man. Why? Well, the fundamental reason was so he could die a natural death. Hebrews 2.9, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man so he had to be made lower than angels why? so he could die a natural death then Hebrews 4.15 says for we have not an high priest 
which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tender like as we are yet without sin. So for him to understand Joe Hagman, for him to understand Doug Hagman, for him to understand David Langford, he had to be tempted in all points so he could know what he was doing when he was giving his life, what he was dying for. He, he had to understand our misguided steps, our weaknesses, our fragility, our failures. He had to fully understand that. That's why he had to be made flesh. Deity cannot understand humanity. Humanity cannot understand deity. So God, in his infinite wisdom, says, I'm going to give you a God-man, the Son of God, both human, both deity. And see, he never used that deity to exempt himself from suffering. He told him, he said, do you not understand, I could call down 12 legion of angels right now and deliver myself? So he didn't draw on his deity for himself. He only drew on his deity for our humanity. Now, I know that might be a little bit boggled in, in my speech, but I want you to understand. Deity in its natural state cannot understand humanity. Humanity cannot understand deity. I just, I just, I can't, you know, who is God? Where did he come from? You know, where, where did he come from? Where, when did he start? Well, you, you can't fathom that, neither can I. Yet God in creation, the, the day with God started in the evening. The evening and the morning were the first day. So, you know, he does things always, always different than how we can fathom and understand. But that's the way the scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 2, or Genesis chapter 1. But the point is, Jesus took on human flesh that he could understand the literal physical pain, suffering, emotional pain, distress, suffering, all of it. And and I know that's hard for us to understand that, but that's what he did. And so Peter's telling us, you're going to be a partaker of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory, he comes in glory when he returns, shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now, why does Peter say that? That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Because you're going to partake of the same doxa, the same glory that Christ has. Romans eight eighteen. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Colossians 3, 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you appear also with him in glory. See, Peter understood when he comes... That's why we have to be transformed from a from a from a mortal creature to an immortal creature, from an in, from a corruptible creature to an incorruptible creature. You could not stand the presence of God in His glory unless you had a glorified body. The, 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 the glory of God is beyond anything that a man could fathom, because it is it is so superior to to, to flesh, uh, carnality, any anything of that nature. Because it's, it's, that's where He dwells. That's what He lives in. So Peter says, rejoice. This is 1 Peter 4, 13. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. We, we keep on fighting the good fight of faith. We, we keep pressing onward. We keep remaining steadfast. We keep remaining faithful. Why? Because in the end, 
whether it be by death or by living life at his second coming, we're going to partake of that glory one way or the other. You know, uh, Paul said in Philippians 1, 20, 21, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So Paul said, whether, it, you know, by life or by death, it doesn't matter. Christ is going to be magnified in me in, in his totality. So then going back to First Peter 1 and 7, that your, your faith is going to be tried with fire. And, and that is to remove out the impurities. You know, one of the greatest lies that's ever been perpetrated on people is you have to sin every day. That, that, that is as foolish as saying, I have to commit adultery. I have to get drunk. I, I have to shoot you know, cocaine or heroin. No, you don't. It is a choice, see? And I know that makes a lot of people mad when I say that. One guy, when I was in Dallas, said, I want to shake your hand. Because I made a statement down there. I said, I've, I've been here three days, and I've not sinned yet. He said, I want to shake your hand. I've never met one man that ever went that long without sinning. Well, you know, that's an excuse. That's an excuse, you know. Uh, you see something that's not becoming? You know, turn your head. Look the other way. Don't dwell on it. You know, don't don't set yourself up for the fall. You know, I, I tell people, I say, I'm, I'm going to quit drinking, but they leave a pint of liquor in the top dresser drawer just in case they fail. Well, you've made provision to fail. You've already set yourself up to fall. You know, that's why we're told in uh, Romans 13, 14, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You know, you, you, you can't provide because your humanity is weak, and that's why God allows it to be tried and tested. And here's the reason why Peter makes it clear in verse 7, 1 Peter 1, 7, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. All of those of you listening tonight, you're listening tonight, and you still believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, will you please explain to me, is that pre-tribulation or a second advent coming? Somebody needs to tell me and show me whether that verse is pre or post. You see, you can't. I've not been down this road. Because Peter understood there's only one second coming of Christ. So he doesn't make a delineation in that verse. Which means, if it's tribulation, so be it. If it's suffering, so be it. If it's by death, so be it. See, this is, this is where people get off the track. Because for God to present to himself a glorious church... And that we can partake of that same glory which he possesses, we're going to go through some stuff because he says in Ephesians 5 and 27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Uh, how's that going to happen? That's going to happen because we're going to suffer. We're going to go through times of difficulty. We're going to go through times of sorrow. A woman's labor pains are more frequent, and they get more severe the closer to the birth of that child. I remember when our first child was born, I know exactly where I was. I walked in the house, I'd been playing golf, and my wife was putting up wallpaper, and she had a contraction. That was probably about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 5 o'clock the next morning, the baby was born, 13 hours from that point. But I witnessed as the baby was getting closer to be, being born, I witnessed 
the greater the labor pains, and I witnessed the frequency had increased tremendously, drastically. You see, and this is what's happening in the earth. This is what's happening in the world. And this is why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you tonight, because this is only going to intensify. See, when Jesus said, these things are the beginning of sorrows, that literally, that's Matthew 24, 8, literally means birth pangs. That, that's exactly what that means in the, in the, the, the Greek. It is birth pains. And, and so going through these things cleanse us and rid us of the sin that Satan is trying so unbelievably trying to get into us. He's, Satan is looking for a way to get you to sin against the Lord. You know, First uh, Peter 4, 1, He that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. In other words, if it takes suffering to keep me, to stop me from sinning, so be it. Or maybe God is testing my faith to bring me to another spiritual level of trust. Of trust, as I said in the beginning. If Satan can't get you to break, he then goes to someone he can break so that person might unintentionally hurt you. Now, oh, by the way, my book is being printed, so we'll have that out here in the next week to ten days, uh, the, the New Jerusalem Bride and the Mystery of the Church. While I was writing this book, I realized this is nothing derogatory, this is not demeaning, this is not condescending. Why didn't Satan come to Adam? He came to his wife. And I'll tell you why. Weaker? weaker? That's right. He said there was a weakness there. Now, why? I don't understand. But he understood there was a weakness there. And maybe it's because from, she came from his rib, his side. Uh, you know, you, 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 the Bible tells us in the First uh, Samuel, I believe it's chapter 3, or Second Samuel 3, uh, Abner was killed. They stuck a dagger under his fifth rib. And uh, there's something about getting a blade, a knife under a man's rib taking his life. Um, that, that's all in the natural, but it's also in the spirit. You know, if, if the devil can't work against you through your spouse, maybe he'll go to one of the children and, and try to create a very tremendous and difficult situation. You know, I, I, as a pastor, I've witnessed so many things through the years, and, and, and you know in your heart the devil is trying to break this family. He's trying to break this marriage. He's trying to destroy this. You know, remember, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. There's, there's, there's an ill motive, there's an ill intent, there's an ill will behind what Satan is doing. You know, you've heard me quoted Luke 22, uh, 31. Simon Peter, Satan hath desired to have you that he might sift you as sweet. That word sift in the Greek means he will riddle, he will pierce, he will perforate your soul. He's desired. That, when, you, when you exegete that phrase, Satan hath desired to have you. The Greek says, he has exceedingly demanded that I give him your soul. Don't ever think Satan doesn't have a desire to hurt you. He's not your friend. He's not your buddy. He's your enemy. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil your adversary the devil 
as a roaring lion walketh about seeking those he may devour. He is, you have a personal savior, you have a personal adversary. Now, whether it's Satan himself, probably not. But he has an emissary, he has a minion, he has a cohort, he has someone that he can dispatch to just wreak havoc in your life. I mean, just untold havoc. And when this comes, this is not to destroy us. If God allows this, this is not to destroy us. This is to drive us to Christ. You know, I, I find in my own life, when, when, when the going gets tough, I need to spend more time in the Word. I need to spend more time in, the, in prayer. This is how Satan catches us off guard. It's when you least expect it. It's that element of surprise. That's why he's called a thief. A thief doesn't tell you when he's coming. He wouldn't be a thief. He, he doesn't tell you when he's coming to rob or to break and enter. He, he never gives you a heads up. Neither will Satan. He will slam you so unexpectedly, like, where in the world did this come from? You know, well, if you're praying and you're walking in the Word and walking in the Spirit, it's hard for him to catch you in a snare because your 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 uh, your spiritual acumen is is so you're, you're so keen. To, to, you know something's up. You just it's, it's in your spirit. I know he's lurking. I can't see him. I can feel him. I can sense the evil presence, and it can be felt. It can be felt. Satan is a is an entity. His minions, his cohorts, his emissaries—they are real. You can sense their presence, just as you sense the presence of God. I sense the presence of the enemy at times. I know it. I know it. It's demonic. It's it, it's it's oppressing. You know, Peter said in Acts ten thirty eight how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You see, people get so oppressed, they, they, they turn to drugs, they turn to alcohol, because they're being pressed. Just take off the word O-P, and the rest, rest of the word is just pressed. What did Paul say? We were pressed out of measure. See? So it's Satan pressing. You know, there's a gambling term. We're going to press. You know? Uh, we're down three holes. We've got one to play. We're going to press. That means we're putting everything on the line for the last hole. Satan is a master at pressing people. See, he knows how to press. And Paul said, we were pressed out of measure. You, 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 there was no way you could measure it. And, and, and so this is what I want you to understand tonight. He comes for the purpose of pressing you until he, he causes you to, to capitulate. To break up, uh, to, to break down, to give up. I know we're about out of time. I want to close with verse eight. Whom having not seen, ye love; in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I want you to look at what Peter said. Having not seen, ye love. In the natural, it's hard to have a love for something that you cannot see. You love your wife. You love your husband, you love your children, you love your grandchildren, you love your job, you love your car. There's all types of love, affection, affinities. But Peter wants the people to understand, I know you haven't seen him as we have seen him. As, these, as apostles, we saw him as one of the requirements to be an apostle is having seen the Lord. Uh, whether it's in a vision, a revelation, or whatever, a dream, uh, Paul had his 
road uh, on the road of Damascus in Acts chapter 9, he saw the Lord, but the light was so bright he couldn't see who it was, but he certainly knew who it was. So we, we, don't, we don't see Christ every day in, in the natural, hey, how you doing? But yet we love him. Though now you see him not. We, 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 we still don't see him. Yet we believe. You see, there's something about getting in the Word and having prayer time in your life that strengthens your belief, yet believing. Uh, the older I get, and the more I walk with God, I mean, he, he is so believable now. And He's helped me through every trial. He's helped me through every circumstance. He has helped me through every situation. I can honestly say, as Paul said, God is faithful. He's been faithful. And, you know, I was, I've was i been praying about something for a, a few weeks, and just all of a sudden, God answered my prayer. And it's like, why, why does it take you so long sometimes to show up? You know, you've heard me say this. He's the most on-time late God I've ever seen. He's always on time, but from my perspective, it's always late. It's just, where have you been? What's, what's, what's held you up? But see, that's to test me. Well, I keep believing, though I've not seen. I've not seen him. Neither have I seen an answer to my prayer. But will I keep believing? Will I keep loving? See, that's what that's what Peter's saying to us. Having not seen, you love. You don't see him, yet you believe. Where, where is your faith in, in all of this? See, I'm always asking God, where are you in this? God is telling me, or saying to me, where's your faith? Where's your love in me, in, in spite of this opposition? And so he rejoiced with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. You see, Peter knew one day the glory of God would be made manifest in us, in these clay jars, these earthen vessels, but we have to endure. And, and all of us endure different things in life. You know, uh, uh, there's things I'm sure that Joe, you and your dad have endured. I, I wouldn't want to have to go through it. You know, I just wouldn't want to have to go through it. And, 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 and the same is applicable. There's some things I've been through that you probably wouldn't want to go through. That's why God understands everyone's test and everyone's trial, because he took on humanity so he could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That word infirmities really, it's just weaknesses, just, just, just our weaknesses. And are we ever weak at times? You know, but I, I hope tonight that someone's been encouraged uh, renewed in your mind, renewed in your strength. Ephesians four twenty three, Paul said, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And sometimes all you need is just that, you know, pat on the back. Hey, pick them up, keep going on. We're going to finish the course. Matthew twenty four thirteen. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. That's what we've got to do, guys. And pastor, uh, well, I think it was uh, out of Peter that you read that said to count it. You know, to count it as joy when you're going through tribulation. And, you know, you, you touched on this, but I believe that speaks to the mindset that we need to have, uh, you know, no matter what we're going through, being optimistic and always having that hope through our faith in the Lord that whether we come out of it, out of it physically or spiritually, we're going to be, we are okay because, uh, the Lord is on our side. Versus Absolutely. Somebody who's pessimistic. And when things arise in life that, uh, you know, cause hindrances, uh, people can tend to, to focus on those and, and it brings up all these negative emotions and anger. And then, you know, people take it out on other people and it's a nasty cycle. But to remain optimistic 
I mean, what can they take away from you if you have an attitude of being even joyful or feeling being grateful for going through tribulation and persecution? See, that angers the devil when we don't react the way he's wanting us to react. Mm-hmm. See, everything he does is for a reaction. If he, if he throws a fiery dart of lust and you don't respond, it's like, well, I need to move on to something else. He's trying to get a response out of us. You know, we've seen that in the in the secular world. People say things. You know, I'm not a uh, a goody white two shoes preacher. I've, I've been in the bars and seen the the, the the verbiage that they say things to stoke you. Um, to say they say things to anger you. Well, what people don't understand that's the enemy. You know, in the Christian's life, he, he uses that person, that situation, that circumstance to get a reaction out of you, and he wants it to be an evil reaction. That's why he's trying to get you to fall. God allows you to suffer so that you'll be stronger next time. Satan's purpose is to make you evil. When, when the Bible said, "Call the devil the tempter." In Matthew chapter 4. And when the tempter came, that word tempter in the Greek means he came to make Jesus evil. He came to make Jesus evil. When Satan comes to us, however he comes, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, trial, temptation, adversity, it's to get a reaction out of us. And regretfully, he knows how to push my buttons, he knows how to push your buttons. He knows everybody's bud, and it's like a big old red, you know, blister. He knows right where to push it to get a reaction. And that's that's the soft spot in our armor that we've got to guard and protect, you know. Anyway. And there's like a soft spot on a baby's head. you got to protect it. Pastor, thank you so very much. You've taken us yes, to the, the end of the program. Yeah, it's so great to have you back with us. <laughs> and we look forward to each and every Wednesday, Pastor David Langford. The voice of evangelism dot com, and it's oh, interesting. Oh, uh, man, what about three months ago we set up a program where the last Wednesday of every uh, month with Pastor Langford we were going to do a question and answer. I think we only got one of those because of uh, the scheduling conflicts. So you, hopefully, you don't think that's month, by accident? Uh-uh. Ho- hopefully, no, by no, the no. end of this month we can do one of those shows. But Pastor, Absolutely. thanks, and you have a great. Thank evening. you so much, and everyone have a blessed week. God bless you now. God bless. That'll do it for us tonight, folks. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you so much for your prayers, for your support. We are moving on. We're moving under a new mandate. I'm going to tell you something. You haven't seen anything yet. Follow us on social networking, Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, subscribe to our... That's right. 